0: Welcome in to another edition of Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K-U-R, Kutztown, Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, we are back at it again on this Monday, starting the week
1: special Monday Do you need,
0: I, okay, I got you, I got you, I know, I see what the issue is here
1: You see what the issue is? It's a very special Monday, Jack Does that work? Yes. Okay. Wow. Perfect. perfect. Mitchell's headphones. Coming up right.
0: Mitchell's headphones are back functioning. But anyway,s after it is. Some a... Cord switching. <sighs> it's but... a very
1: special Monday check. The Phillies are going to the World Series. They have defeated the San Diego Padres as I predicted in five. On a Bryce Harper. Game winning home run! I have no voice.
0: I can tell. I
1: don't know how I have a heartbeat. I don't know how I'm alive.
0: That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing.
1: I went crazy last night as you're you most Billy welcome in. oh, what is this? Oh, it didn't work. Yeah, the microphone got
0: all of that. I I have
1: been handed a party popper that is not making noise, but I don't know if it's supposed to, but it's, 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 no, it's not. It's just one of those things. I thought it was one of those. that was going to (laughs) go.
0: No, 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 no. It's just, I forget what the actual technical name for it is, but
1: it's a, like a fruit roll up.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Phillies.
0: So let's get right into the nitty gritty here. And we have a lot to discuss today. Oh boy. LCS series breakdowns. NFL, which was an interesting week to say the least. A lot of fantastic games to brief there. Oh, Monday night preview God. with Bears and Patriots up in Foxborough. That's happening tonight, 8 o'clock. And, and then. Don't forget. That. NHL. Well, NHL tidbits. Yeah. And.
1: And. Some KUR fantasy football action.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, some KUR fantasy football action. Jack so, got me this week.
1: I think I haven't looked. Honestly. I did get you this week. I have not yep. looked one time.
0: Yeah, your team dropped sixty points. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Down week. My, My team. My team
1: is going to the World Series. Jack, it makes up for it.
0: That that does wash away
1: some of the pain. Does take away a little bit of that sting. And it, you know what? We each got a victory. You know. I'm going to World Series. Jack beat me in fantasy, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, those don't equal each yes, other. Yes,
1: they. Uh, no, they
0: don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's let's not sugarcoat let's things here. Not. Let's get right into it here. Wow. NLCS. We'll start we there first. Start there, Phillies and Padres series done in five. That's uh, both, what's in both series. <laughs> both series finished relatively quickly. The Astros <laughs> did it one step better, but uh, we got to wow. go. We got to go there, uh, Phillies. 4-3, game five win last night. Bryce Harper plays a little hero ball. A little bit? With a, a two-run two opposite field oh. shot to make it 4-3. to three.
1: To quote and Joe Davis, did it. the swing of his life. And to quote Scott Fransky, it was then bedlam at the bank. And, you
0: know, honestly, I think the best part of that all for the Phillies is that Harper never played in the World Series before this season. He has the swing to get them there. And in the dugout, after he hits the home run, he's standing there <laughs> And he's like, I just did that. I
1: can't believe I just did. I that.
0: just did that, and 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 everyone knew. Everyone knew, especially with what the Padres had coming up in the ninth. Yes, that it more than likely wasn't going to spark anything. Now, and, and, yeah, it's Sir Anthony and Robertson struggled yesterday, but then Rob Thompson makes the gut check, the field call goes to Ranger out of the bullpen, and Rangers has some experience out of the pen before, not in the ninth inning, but uh, he's done it before coming out of the bullpen. He knows what it's like. What that. Mindset is like, it's way different than starting a game, obviously, but... He locked it down, though. He, he locks it down. He gets a couple outs, and the Phillies win the NL pennant, celebrating at the bank. The Phillies win the pennant. They're partying the like it's own 9
1: win the pennant.
0: Now, yes, they did win the pennant. A lot of impressive things. Wheeler and Nola look incredible like the one-two punch they are. Oh, my Ranger God. looked decent on his start. He looked like a number three.
1: He did. He looks like a great number three. And uh, you have to talk about the NLCS MVP it's Bryce Harper uh, officially and, and in all of our minds there was never a doubt to go for, uh, you you touched on it when he went back into that dugout i just did that how different is that you know, this is this is the moment like there are a lot of big moments in his career just the night before he hits an rbi double to take the lead and he's standing on second base and he goes this is my house you know with another word thrown in there but this is my house that's so different than i just did that like, that's the moment that it, I've been waiting for this all to sink into me. That, that the Phillies are doing this as an 87-win team. And, and he, he did that. He really did that, Jack. Philly, does, Philly never has that guy. We never have the superstar that's always just going to crush you. Even when we had that guy, Carson Wentz got hurt. And I know that's not who he is, but that year he was. And that's the last championship we have in this city. We never have that guy, that dude. I mean, Utley, Rollins, Howard, yes, but like that one $33 million man.
0: And the interaction between Harper and, and owner John Middleton at the end of the game, they're on the field, they're talking with each other. And Middleton was asked what he was saying to Harper in that interaction. And he's like, you know, it's hard to say that a guy getting paid $33 million a year is underpaid But Middleton says, I think I underpaid Harper. With the value, look, every penny. Look, I'm a Mets fan. Everyone knows that at this point who's listened to the show for a while. And, you know, I really despise the Phillies with every fiber of my being. But uh, it is my job to come on here and, you know, break down what happened. And as much as I don't like the Phillies, they've earned every bit of this. They've earned the NL pennant with everything they've done. They've gone Mm -hmm. through who they've had to play, they've beaten everyone. You know, it takes a little luck in the postseason sometimes, and things have broken their way a little bit, and I'm not saying it's all luck. But, you know, it's gone the way of the Astros for some luck things too. So, I mean, you got to get lucky yeah. to get through this point of the postseason. You know, you could mention the Profar check swing. How that changed what was that game three?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I think it was game three. That was Friday And, you know, night, if if
0: that call goes the other way, there's two on, nobody out. You don't know how that game finishes. But, you know, that's not the way it went. They say Profar swung, and that honestly was as close as it gets. Um, but, you know, before we continue this discussion, we do yeah. have KU, a KUR notebook mention. Attention KU community, join the Women's Center staff for Feminist Fridays held every other Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Boxwood House. Feminist Fridays consist of fun and interactive crafts, journaling, and a variety of activities with a feminist twist. Be sure to follow at Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. Once again, that's at Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice. Of Cassini University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. Jack Kine, Mitchell Smithley. coming to Jack, you. We got a live water on this Monday. Going. We do have a quieter <laughs> water bottle sipping for Mitchell, while. I'm reading I the notebook. Go that. But it's yeah. a yeah. say okay. let say on this okay.
1: Monday afternoon, as Jack would say. K U R. We,
0: we have to get back into this NLCS. Yes. You know, we talked about the Phillies, the rights that they've done, and we do have to talk about them a little bit more, but. I do want to get to the Padres in just a little bit, but for the yep. Phillies, wrapping up my final thoughts. Kyle Schwarber three walks yesterday goes over one, but he gets on base. Hoskins, it's just everybody's chipping in. Hoskins has been a guy who's contributed Morning, a lot. Morning October, some big as home Joe runs, Davis said, had that three-run home run with a bat spike against Atlanta. Hit some big home runs this series against the Padres. It's just everyone's chipping in right now with their own specific kind of role. Whether you know it's the big boppers with the home runs like Harper, Hoskins. Uh, JT's been getting on base at an incredible rate, getting singles, drawing walks, just doing what they need to do, all the little things, doing it right. Uh, you know, Castellanos hasn't been great,
1: but he's been, he's been decent enough. He's come up with – he's what we thought we would need Harper to be this postseason. When Harper looked lost and, and still injured coming back, Philly was just like, all right, we need Harper to be a singles and doubles guy come come playoffs, and, and he hit that gear of I'm the MVP. Watch what I can do. This ball is going – 9,000 feet out of here. But Castellanos has turned into the guy, all right, when we have some runners in scoring position, we need a big hit. We need you to come through. He's gotten the, you know, he did it throughout the the Braves series. He got on base in the Cardinals series. And, and he did it a couple times in this series where he got, he had a leadoff double uh, to eventually be driven in by Bohm, which I think was the fourth run, the, the big insurance run in, um, in game three. I mean, Castilla. He also had that uh, that wacky single off the second base bag, which you're talking about. Sometimes you get breaks in the postseason. That's a break the Phillies got. That made it eight to six. That was a big run uh, at that point in the game because Schwarber and, and Real Muto hadn't gone yard yet. You talked about Kyle Schwarber. I mean, oh my goodness. I, you want to talk about someone that's worth the contract they're on? Of course, Bryce Harper. But of course, Kyle Schwarber. He's making, you know. Uh, under $20 million a year, four-year deal, $75 million. And he's the heart and soul of this team. Not only that, but he's hitting balls to, to Canada. He Did you see how far those two home runs went, Jack?
0: They did. They did go a long way. And I do have some breaking news. Not out of baseball. Oh, it's okay. out of the NFL. We'll get back to the Phillies and Padres in just a moment. Is it breaking news out of Indianapolis. Oh. Matt Ryan is injured with a shoulder sprain. That is oh, wow. not the big headline here. Matt Ryan will be benched for the remainder of the regular season, whether hurt or not. Sam Ellinger will take over as the starting quarterback in Indianapolis. So Matt Ryan on the bench for the foreseeable future. Wow. Things can change, but wow, that is a massive development out of Indianapolis, a that team that's huge. been struggling struggling to win divisional games. It's going to be an uphill battle the rest of the way. But, man, Matt Ryan, his starting time of seven weeks, uh, is that, and that's what it lasts in Indy. Frank Reich trying to roll the dice here, shake things up. Sam Ellinger, the Texas product, Will take over as the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future for the Indianapolis Colts, and we'll get to the NFL later on in the show. But I figured that was massive news that needed to be talked about. That's good, yeah. Uh, with with Matt Ryan being benched for the foreseeable future, but it anyway,
1: happened. You know, it was needed a shakeup. Lost
0: needed a shakeup, but right back to Philly's yeah, Padres. Let,
1: let me keep going through a couple of the big, the heavy hitters in this series. I, l- let me let me get to my guy, and he's been my guy for years, Reese Hoskins. This is my time to talk, and somewhere Scott Boris is, is smiling very, very broadly. Are you getting uh, emotional? I'm Jack. I did get emotional watching Reese Hoskins this weekend. He had four home runs in this series alone. Reese Hoskins has been my man since 2018, you know, his first full year in the league. I was like, This is my guy. And he has been, and I everyone gets so upset with him in those cold slumps. But I'm like, when he is on, he carries this team. Bryce, fantastic. Schwarber now, fantastic. Castellanos, much less than fantastic, can be fantastic. <laughs> real Muto, also fantastic. But Reese, he's the hometown boy. We got we traded for real Muto. We signed Schwarber. We signed Castellanos. We signed Harper. Reese is our guy. And to see him. Phillies go down 4 to nothing in the top of the 1st in game 4. It looks out of hand. And for Schwarber to get a single and Reese to elevate and go, "Let's cut this deficit in half right now." That that saved the series. I firmly believe that saved the series because the Phillies blew it in game 2. They got game 3 by the skin of their teeth, but if they would have gotten trounced in game 4, the series is automatically going back to San Diego. Who knows what happens in Game 5. I think Reese Hoskins' first inning home run in Game 4 saved the series. Now you move on. The Phillies fight back. They tie the game after four innings. Only to watch Juan Soto. Of all people. Of all people, Juan Soto. The guy that, that was abysmal against us in the division. We owned him. He was terrible this year. But he got traded on that big deal to San Diego for him to break the tie just after we tied it. And then, and then, and then, he comes up again. Schwarber's got to walk. And Reese does it again. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And then. And then chapter three. And by the way, this is all after Reese made a potential game-ending or game-losing error the day before that everybody was upset about. That was it. Just cannot happen. Your your first baseman cannot play like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna get back to those errors. We gotta get back. But uh, yeah. look, you know, look, the Phillies' season has been defined in the playoffs, specifically by magical moments. I mean, you look down the stretch of the regular season, the Brewers were on their tails, and the Brewers had opportunities to get back in this race because the Phillies were not playing well. Yep. They couldn't do it because they had their own faults. Phillies squeak into the playoffs, find a wild card spot. They go to St. Louis, sweep, take care of business there. Oh, it wasn't easy sweep. It wasn't easy sweep. That ninth didn't come back. Really started the whole thing. If they lose that game one, this postseason could have been drastically different. The Phillies could have been gone in round one. But that's not how the way it shook out. They score six in the ninth, win six three, sweep the next day with a relatively easy win with Nola on the mound in dominant fashion. They sweep, go to Atlanta. And then Take they game trounce, them. trounce they them. in game trounce one. The Braves. Trounce them in game one. Drop game two, come back home, win the next two in pretty comfortable Stunning fashion. Wins. LCS. LCS. Phillies have not won their, I think, their last five LCS home games. Um, and then they beat the Padres in five. And look, I think there's a big problem, though, with the MLB playoff format. Oh, in terms, no. In terms of where the games are played. We talked about this previously. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. think the advantage really goes to the lower seed, and it makes no sense. It makes zero sense because if you're the road team, you take a game on the road, it's 1-1 going back home, yeah. you have three at home. Look what the Phillies did. That was their
1: formula. The Phillies split have not faced elimination yet, Jack, in the postseason. Is that not – like everyone talks about the Astros being undefeated. Phillies haven't faced elimination. They they took game one in St. Louis and then, you know, wrapped up game two. And Atlanta, the formula was split. We have, we have Nola and Wheeler split the first two, come home for the next uh, – what was it two in that series? I think. Because, now I think yeah, the World series, series,
0: the World Series, you will face the best starting duo. You faced all
1: playoffs. That's fine. But but ours is so good as well. And I know Nola tripped up, but that's what he does. Once a, once a month he'll have that exploding start where you're just like, why is this man on my team? But then he, he reels it back in immediately. And for the next three weeks you're fine. And Jack, we don't even need three weeks. We need maximum two starts. We need two starts. The, we'll get to that on, probably on the Wednesday show. Yeah, we'll, we'll preview but on a Wednesday. Let's talk about the pitching real quick. Nola, Wheeler, oh my God. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And the bullpen game, by the way, after giving up those four runs, the Soto home run was it. That was all they gave, they gave up after that. Belotti, incredible. Brockton, saved the game. I mean, yeah, unimaginable
0: unimaginable. And again, the Padres faltering there. They had a four-run lead. Mike Clevenger looked terrible against the Dodgers. Looks terrible again against the Phillies. Uh, it's really him to blame there in terms of allowing that and the Phillies rallied. The credit is there where credit's due, but yep. look, and then, the Padres faltered when they had their advantages, let the Phillies right back into the game, and the Phillies capitalized. Um, we do have to step aside though for our first break. We're going to talk hour, about my
1: life's greatest moment on the other side of this
0: break. Yeah, on the other side of this break we're going to, you know, Wrap up our final thoughts on Padres, Phillies, oh and then get into Astros and Yankees and what could be ahead in the World Series. This fantastic matchup uh, is in the making with these two teams, the Astros and the Phillies. So stick with us right here on Heavy Hitters for more MLB postseason talk coming your way next. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. We were talking all things MLB with uh, the Phillies and the Padres. And, Mitch, I think there is a clip you would like to play for us.
1: There is indeed. Let's go to the beginning. That's the wrong home run. This is another one. Sorry, I had the wrong home run up. We'll get it after the next break. Yes, we will. That it's was okay. the wrong home run. It's okay. But Stuff happens. Anyways, walk us through it, Jack.
0: Well, we got to get right back into this here with – You know, the Phillies, we mentioned their highs, and we mentioned everything they did well, and we have to talk about the flip side for the Padres. You know, we we didn't really talk about them. We mentioned how Clevenger faltered in game four. Yes, four. And look, it was a good run for San Diego. Uh, They they went to the Mets, started off there, went well, went to the Dodgers, beat them in four, beat them pretty handily, make them look bad. Uh, But then the magic ran out there. You know, everyone kind of just stopped hitting, really. It was just the guys, the depth guys, who contributed. Them for the first two rounds did not come to play. That's exactly what it was. I mean, Profar didn't hit. Yeah, I mean, Profar, Profar
1: Grisham, Grisham, Kim, Kim. it, Austin, Nola. right? All of the surrounding pieces, aside from, I'd say, Bell, Cronin, even Machado didn't play well. Machado had a home run. You Machado won. had a few good hits. Soto was good, but you're right. All the surrounding pieces of the Padres didn't hit, and you contrast that with the Phillies. I mean, all of the surrounding pieces hit. Segura came up uh, with that game-winning hit in game four. No, three. Uh, Stott had hits. Um, Bohm had a big RBI double. Like, all of the Phillies' surrounding pieces stayed out to play, except for Brandon Marsh, who needs to be off the team. But that's okay. I did find it, by the way. Really? So we are going to, uh, transitioning from that discussion, let's talk about someone who did show up, and this was the most magical moment in recent memory for me. It truly was the swing of his life. I mean, and by the way, the, the radio call, if I can find that for the next hour, I will play, perfectly describes it. Scott Franski on the call. It is bedlam at the bank at that moment. But Joe Davis on that call that you just heard with the swing of his life. I mean, Jack, did you see my Instagram post? <laughs> I did, yes. yes. I, there's a there's a, a post of when we won the game, but there's also a post uh a video of when Harper hit the home run after that, because I wasn't recording because I was I was painstakingly nervous. I was like on the floor about to cry because we were gonna lose. And he hits the home run. And I like he we, we all knew. We all knew that Bryce Harper had just sent the Phillies to the World Series. And and I don't know how I didn't have a heart attack, an aneurysm, any sort of medical emergency at that moment. I could not believe it, Jack. If you see the video, I am screaming. I am yelling. Like, oh my god! Like, and the thing I I keep saying to people, Jack, is, what did I just watch? Like, what is this where Philly just had the biggest moment ever? Maybe not ever, but a huge moment. But it's one of those moments that we will talk about for decades. Like, that happened on the anniversary of, touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Like, that happened 29 years ago to the day. And we still talk about that. At least me and Jack do because it's funny. It is funny. It's a, it's a great call. It's a great moment. And that's what just happened here. And I got to witness it. I I wasn't conscious the last time the Phillies were in a World Series. I was six. I was five the last time we won it. I'm going to remember this, Jack. Like this is this is real.
0: I wasn't even a thought the last time the Mets won it. <laughs> I, that's that's true. I didn't even realize that. But this is like honestly, look. look this has been such a long time. I'm coming. not I'm not a guy who's just going to try to sit here and tie everything to the Mets, but like man, watching this run, it hurts. It like because I know if the Mets could have got by the Padres, anything could have happened. Anything could have happened. It's we could have got by the right. Dodgers. It's just like, when is it going to be our time? This looks like it's the Phillies' time. I mean, the Astros is going to be a fun test, and we'll see, it's gonna we'll see be them on Wednesday. It's going to be a great series. We'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll go deep and dive preview yeah. on Wednesday yes. uh, and explain what that's all about. Because a point I want to talk about now, and we'll talk about this a little bit more on Wednesday, yes. the long rest. The long oh, rest. Oh, it's interesting. Both these it? teams win their series on Sunday. Phillies and five. Astros sweep the Yankees. We'll get to that momentarily. Yes. But... You know, now the game, one of the World Series, isn't until Friday. Both these teams have lots of time to rest, lots of time to, you know, I do not 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 really deal with many injuries on either side, so it's not like either side is to, you know, hope to get somebody big back, but it's just like, you know, how does the rest affect these teams? Because for the Astros, the way they've been playing, it's been just so dominant. It's not a team that's just randomly caught fire like the Phillies have. You know, this has they haven't lost that, in the postseason. This has been a team that's been dominant all year long. Yeah. They won over 100 games. They've been the top seed in the AL. This is kind of what everyone expected from Houston. I mean, I don't think anyone everyone expected a sweep of the Yankees, but everyone yeah. it's know, six realistically straight, going— it's their
1: sixth straight ALCS. And it's their fourth, fourth, World, fourth Series. World Series.
0: trip in the last six years. I mean, this is a dominant team. It's been a powerhouse team in the MLB. It's a team who's trying to get their second championship. First real one. First one that doesn't really have an asterisk next to it. And there's a lot of good stories line. I mean, Verlander, he was out for 2 years, comes back this year going to probably win the Cy Young. Now is a chance to get back on top. Yep. And you know, get a ring in what could be one of his final years. You have Trey Mancini who battled cancer, came back, got traded to the Astros at the deadline. Now he has a chance to get his first World Series. Jeremy Peña, the rookie, has been incredible. Big hit last night. I mean, he had big hits last night, big hit all playoffs, big hits all playoffs. I mean, there's so many storylines for Houston that are like, if you're a storyline type of person, yep. I mean, both these teams have storylines galore, and I think that's just what makes it a fantastic matchup.
1: They're so opposite storylines, though. Like Everything you just laid out about Houston, this is expected. And the Phillies, this feels like a team of destiny, and I've been avoiding that phrase that other people have been saying, but it just does. I mean, even from when, the night we clinched, Jack, remember we needed either a Brewers loss or a Phillies win, and the Phillies started after the Brewers, and they were down big. But they came back, and they got delayed, and it turned out the Phillies were going were gonna to win it on their own terms and actually get that celebration. It wasn't like, oh, uh, you know, looking up at the scoreboard, the Brewers have lost and the Phillies are now in the playoffs. No, it was Marsh running in, in center field to make the catch to send them there. By the way, that was in, in Houston. Houston.
0: Yes, I was just about to say that. Yes. That could be an interesting dynamic. They clinched crazy? the postseason in Houston. And now these two teams meet in In the World Series. They started in Houston.
1: But then that Segura, like that comeback in the ninth inning was special. And then Bryce Harper wakes up and starts hitting magical homes. The Brave Series. I mean, Reese Hoskins, the guy that this city, it's pulverizing to talk about Reese Hoskins. It's like politics here. Are you pro Reese or are you are you anti Reese? Like it's insane and for him to hit that home run against the Braves.
0: He's going to get a big contract.
1: He he is. He is and I'm so I so hope that it is in Philly. I want him to stay. I was wearing his jersey for the two run home uh, for the two home run night. But you just keep going through the magical the magical times. I mean culminating I mean, yeah, the Schwarber thing that just looked like stairs on steroids. I mean, like, just crushed. You have the, uh, the win Friday night where it looked like we were down. And Gene Segura again. After making the error that cost us the lead comes in with the game-winning hit. I mean, just so and That's many a good point. Moments, And I want to talk so about that. Redemption. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. We
0: will talk about those, those errors on Wednesday because that's, I think, going to be a big factor in this series. And the but moment
1: of all moments is the Harper home run. Just to wrap up in one more sentence, it just feels like a team of destiny. I'll give you two stats. Two stats, Jack. When the Phillies won the World Series in 1980 and 2008, do you know how many wins they had in the regular season? 87. 87. Same as it is in 2022. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl in 2004. They won it in 2017. I can do math. That's 13 years apart. Phillies lost the uh, World Series in 2009. 13 years later, it's 2022!
0: This feels like a team of destiny.
1: And This feels like a team of destiny. Against a steroid-filled, like not, not literally, but just a powerhouse dynasty of a Patriots team that was basically in the championship and the Super Bowl every year. Astros. Powerhouse team. People think they cheat because they do in the World Series did. or the championship game did. every year.
0: Did let's let's make let's let's be accurate. Did. here. You're did you're right. right? Not do did yes. did. did. So that's behind them. Um, but you know, look, it's uh, it's destiny. How Jack. does I have one more stat to, to uh, play into your little uh little, high tide here? Yeah. But, Roll um, and then oh, what was I was gonna say, darn it. Oh yes, okay. If the Phillies lose the World Series, oh, no. how
1: less magical does that make this postseason feel? Look, they wouldn't have won the World Series, but do you understand the the jolt that this has already been?
0: Yeah, but I feel like this is a team that has to win it this year. No! Because, no, 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 let me explain myself here. Okay. Because they're catching lightning in the bottle. You know what I'm saying here? It's not that these players are going to leave. It's not that they have a bunch of impending free agents. But this is a team that's peaking at the right time, and that's hard to do year after year. And this is the year where it's wide open for them. We don't know what next year's going to look like yet. No one can predict what next year's going to look like. But if there was a year for the Phillies to get it done and to bring a title back to Philadelphia, it has to be this year.
1: And how crazy does that sound? Remember because when the door Harper opened. Remember when Segura was injured? Remember when Nola couldn't pitch? Remember when all these? When Brandon Marsh was a waste of a trade and, and we should have kept O'Happy and and all these other things and remember when this team just was terrible and now look at you you're like they have to win it now like look at all the look at how everything's going their way how crazy is this turnaround they couldn't they lost 13 to 4 to the Nationals 3 weeks ago
0: i have three words no no two two words two sorry word.
1: you can count i got you
0: that's baseball
1: that's baseball
0: i mean baseball is is one of the craziest sports in the postseason it's really just you know the 162 fully matters cuz you have to get here yep. but it's the team that gets the hottest at the right time in the National League this year was the Phillies. For the Astros, the last two teams to go undefeated through the LDS and the LCS in the wildcard era were the 2007 Rockies, who lost to Boston, yes. and the 2014 Royals, who lost to the Giants. Yes. Now, before the wildcard era, the Athletics did it twice in the 80s. They did it in 88 and 90. 88 lost to the Dodgers, 90 lost to the Reds. Oh so those teams goodness. are 0-4 It's coming, going Jack. There. Now, this now I think in the wildcard era in terms, this Astro team is better than the 07 Rockies and they're better than the 14 Royals. Now, history has a tendency of repeating itself. Yes, but uh, am I going to fully, you know, go delusional and say these stats mean everything no, the Phillies no, win the no, World no, no, Series? No, no, no. no, that's not where we are. We have to comparatively look at the stats, look at how these teams played and we'll see it come Friday. But it should be interesting. We'll preview that all on Wednesday. Now, we have to talk about Astros Yankees yes, though. Let's... It's a sweep. Wow. The Astros are dominant. It's just, it's incredible what they've been able to do over the course of not just this year, but the past six years have been. This team has been a juggernaut. Let's just label them what they are. This team is, they, they're darn good. They, There's just no way around that. They do everything they're incredible. They're damn good, Jack. And look, my overarching point was that over Is it overarching or overarching? Overarching. Overarching. I, that's how okay. I say it. That's what I thought. I was 50-50. I went one way. So the overarching... There's
1: some weirdos out there that say overarching.
0: Yeah, the overarching theme here is what I was going to talk about, is that the Yankees gave the Astros extra outs in the series. They had a double play ball on Jeremy Payne yesterday. Torres throws it away, first and second. Alvarez singles in Altuve. The Astros, like the, the Astros take the lead, and they win the series. Now, you've seen that the Astros can... Fully take advantage of getting extra outs. And the Phillies have given teams extra outs outs. in the postseason. Now, if that happens in the World Series, it could slant heavily in Houston's favor. Now, that will be further talked about on Wednesday. That's just an interesting point I want to bring up now. But back to the series. Look, the Astros felt in control the whole way. Game one, Verlander had a tough one against the Mariners in the LDS. But in the LCS, game one, shoved, shoved against the Yankees. Goes six innings, one run. 11 Ks, three hits before former Philly Hector Naris comes in. Oh, Scoreless no! seventh, Rafael Montero, and then Ryan Presley goes a four out save with three Ks. Yankees, I think they're the first team ever to have 50 get swept in a 50 plus strikeouts in a series. Uh, yeah, hitting was wow. not going well. And it Fram- all
1: came down to. Final man, Aaron Boone. No, not Aaron Judge. I'm Aaron sorry. Judge, yes. Aaron Judge.
0: Then Framber Valdez, game two, seven scoreless. End, oh, no, seven two-run innings, but none of them are earned on two errors from him. He had nine Ks. Brian Abreu locked down in the eighth before four. Another save for Ryan Presley where he struck out the side. Looked very impressive. And that's the thing. You know, Presley's a very interesting closer. Yeah. He's a guy who has four pitches. He's kind of like a starter coming out of the bullpen in the ninth inning. He throws four pitches. He mix and matches. He's a guy who is... For one inning, it's tough to get a read on, especially if all four of his pitches are on. He's got that fastball, slider, changeup, and curveball. He can use all of them in any count. He's a very effective closer, and he was on the ball in the LCS against the Yankees. He came in three times, locked it down each and every one. I mean, the Yankees just couldn't touch him. And when they did, it was very weak contact. He saw that judge ground out uh, back to uh, Presley to end the game and give the Astros a sweep. Look.
1: Very fitting end, by the it's, way. Absolutely. <laughs> the big, like, Brief side note: After like, and this has never been something I have felt before, but after watching the Harper home run in the big moment, I was like, I said to all my roommates, I'm like, guys, Judge is hitting a home run right here, and then he didn't, and nope. I was like, oh, that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. That and doesn't I, 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 I knew, I
0: knew Judge wasn't hitting a home run there. I knew the Yankees season was dead in the water after the Ashers took that six five lead. It was over. It was just. Over.
1: I, I'm so trumped up on Philly's juice right now that I was like, they got hope. They can win this game. It's a t- look, and
0: it's a team that came out exactly how you would expect a team in desperation mode. Yep. They came out to a hot start. But you know what?
1: Astros they weathered could- the storm. The Astros
0: man. weathered the storm. They only went down three, but one swing by Jeremy Payne. had tied the game at three. Man. And it was a brand new ball game after that. Look, the Astros are a team that wins games. They can win games in many ways. They won it in 18 against the Mariners, 1-0. Jeremy Pena, another big home run there. Their lineup is so deep. One through nine, they can get you. Altuve, even he's been struggling. They made it to the World Series. They haven't lost a game with Jose Altuve, I think, having three or four hits the entirety of the postseason. That's scary in and of itself. Jeremy Pena has been incredible. Jordan Alvarez, we know what he Ooh, can do. Boy. Bregman has been fully healthy. He's back to what he was in the 2019 postseason. By the way, now is the most home runs I believe most home runs and most RBIs in the postseason by any third baseman ever. So those are incredible stats to go there. Kyle Tucker, Yuli Gurriel at a good series bounce back against the Yankees. I mean, this lineup is incredibly deep. They got Christian Vasquez, Trey Mancini. One through nine, you look through these guys, it's like, wow. Each and every one of them can do their respective amounts of damage. It's fire, fire against fire in this World Series. We're going to talk about it more on Wednesday, like I said. But for this series, for the Astros and the Yankees, look. We talked about the Astros, how good they've been. The starting pitching: you had Verlander, Valdez, Christian Javier goes five and a third, scoreless in Game Three. Lance McCullers struggled in Game Four, but the offense picked him up. Bullpen locked it down. It's just, it's it's scary how many options, by the way, the Astros have at the bullpen. It is it is scary. Ryan Stanek, Former H- Philly Hector Neris, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, and Ryan Presley. Those are five high quality options all coming out of the bullpen. It is just. It's scary, like, because even if you get to the starting pitching a little bit, like at two three runs, that bullpen could come in there and lock things down in a hurry. Phillies do have Sir Anthony and David Robertson. They've been pretty good,
1: hey, hey and Jose Cuervo. Jose Alvarado. yeah, Jose Alvarado. And, that's uh, true Belotti, the young guy seems to be back to uh, how he used to be. and, and yeah, it, but and if this is real from Brogdon, if there's more to come of that, dude,
0: it's My interesting. Goodness. it is certainly an Especially interesting dynamic. card
1: firing out of the pen. But like he has been, Philly's bullpen, <laughs> don't sleep on him.
0: I you know I just really want to spend time breaking down this game four because I feel yes. like this is the chance the Yankees had to maybe salvage a little hope. Well, they obviously. go up three nothing. Yeah. They go up three nothing. Things seem look like it's going to be a big time win. McCullers gets hammered in the first two innings, three zip. Pena homers in the third, gets it right back. Yuli Gurriel singles off Wandy Peralta, Nestor Cortez to leave injured with a groin injury. So it's four three. The shows just like that, four runs in the third inning, take the lead back. Rizzo responds to the single, Bader home runs, 5-4. Then in the seventh inning, the error allows everything to fall apart. Alvarez singles in Altuve, Bregman singles in Pena, and that'll do it. 6-5, the Astros win. It's just that the Astros, they don't seem phased at all. Anytime they get ph- of, you know hit with a little bit of adversity, they find ways to respond, and it's just an experienced group. Dusty Baker's an incredible manager trying to get that ever-so-coveted World Series that, he's, that has just evaded him for so long now. Uh, he finally has that chance to get it. That opportunity is right in front of them. They just got to win four more games to do it. Um, but yeah, it's just a group that they don't. They just seem they. They've been here before. They know what it takes. And you know the Phillies, they don't. But it's you know two different ideology type of teams. The Astros, the experienced bunch. They've been here before. You know, even watching their celebration last night, I watched from the. I watched the whole ninth inning, and we do have to take a break. Yep. Um, but. One more point. I'll counter this on
1: the other side, by the way.
0: It's just, you know, they, they look like they've been here. They were so happy celebrating, but it's like it's a celebration that they've done so many times. Yep. I feel like it's just a celebration that it's like, okay, we've expected here. We expected to get here, um, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting World Series. We will talk about the Astros and Yankees more on the flip side of our break. Stick right here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Cassini University. KUR Cuts
1: Down. Welcome back into Heavy Hitters. I am Mitchell Smedley on the mic, Jack Heim to my right. I apologize for my voice so, so deeply. I was, well, I, I was screaming a lot this weekend, especially uh, running around Golden Bear Village South through the courtyard. Jack, me, my roommates, and a bunch of other people, by the way, were all running about uh, when Nick Castellanos caught the final out. There were people leaning out windows yelling to us. People high fiving, hugging strangers. Oh man, it was and it was nothing like it was down in Philly. They, they're climbing the light poles again, Jack. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure this is a common theme here, but my voice is shot. So but anyways, we are talking about Astros Yankees. The Astros put on a clinic. They are undefeated in the postseason 7 and 0, right? Yep, 7 0. Seven and oh. Wow, that's a that's a good record, not gonna lie. The Astros, I mean, like you talked about. Let me just go. I mean, I talked about the Phils lineup, but the Astros lineup is just incredible. Altuve, Bregman, uh, Alvarez. I mean, already I should be like, need I say more? But you got Pena. You got all sorts of dudes in that lineup. And you talked about the pitching. It is a stacked roster. We're talking about a Phillies team that feels like they have to win. I mean, look at this roster. I mean, this are You got to be like, man, we got to win with this stuff here. So. I mean,
0: they, yes, but they do have a lot of these guys locked up. That's I true. I mean, these guys it's are going to become the Braves. Become a bat. Yeah. I mean, the Astros are there. They've been like the Braves, but they can bring a lot of these guys back. But yeah, the message for the Astros uh, was, pardon me, excuse me, uh, the You're team good. last night on the podium at the uh, LCS, at the ALCS presentation trophy. And, you know, uh, pain to get the MVP for the ALCS. And everyone, you know, the mes- the message from the team was do it for Dusty. Yeah, I heard about do that. Do it for Dusty, you know that World Series I mentioned is you know evaded him ever so much. I mean, it's just been he's gotten there so many times and just can't get over the hump. And It's just it's got to be like one of these years he's got to do it, right? It could be the year, but um, you know, that's that's to be determined. We'll A see. Lot of starting selflessness Friday.
1: Selflessness this weekend. Did you see uh, when Harper sat down at his interview with it? They made him take his trophy and he said to the press, "I don't want this year, but." They're making me do it. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to do his press conference without the MVP trophy, but MLB's like, no, you got to do it for the cameras, man. Yeah, for the cameras. Yeah, and, he, you know, Bryce, he's just that guy that he's just, I, I didn't, you know, I don't want to do this, but it has to be here, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so. I love that,
0: though. it. Man, I really teams, just man. don't like Bryce Harper. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's like I think of the guy who was that arrogant guy from washington and i know He's people gone. change i gone. know people change but it's just like man when you see an image of somebody it's just like you can't like that one part of it you just can't escape no matter how you like no matter how much a guy changes it's just like i still see that guy in him so i don't know it's, it's just just the guy like, that got
1: in a fight with uh hunter strickland no with the papal bomb oh yes yeah yeah, yeah, I love how we have to clarify which fight he got in. Yeah, exactly. That guy is gone, Jack. When he came to the city of brotherly love, he embraced the city so hard, humbly. I don't know why. Why did he even call it that? Begin- I I forget why. But uh, doesn't make sense. It does make sense. We love everyone here. <laughs> everyone. Okay. Except Cowboys fans. Sure, love uh, everyone. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that
0: that's that's a absolute stretch. But ever since the that.
1: first day he got here, when he was making friends with the Philly fanatic, and he's talking to the press just about how important the city is to him and just you know he, he wanted a place where he could start his family and I think that's why he's so humble now is he not only is he a family man he's started a family here but like it it's here this place is special to him because of that family I think if I had to analyze him from a distance but now you saw it when he sat down at the podium last night he's not that arrogant guy that we once knew he's this he's this I, I, he's better than Mike Trout He's a better guy than Mike Trout. He's the best player in the league, Jack. Okay. He's no. Who's better? Who's better when healthy? Look back at last year and the first part of this season. Look what he did when healthy. Throughout May when healthy? Yes. Oh, Mike Trout, hundred percent. No, it's not a debate. It's not a debate. You can't pitch to Bryce Harper when he's healthy, or he'll take you deep in the eighth inning like he just did. And my throat is hurting so bad. I'm Mike Trout. Mike down. Trout
0: came back from that. Would. Reports were saying was a potential career-ending back injury and went on a stretch where he had home runs in eight consecutive games. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout, I'm taking Mike Trout. No. It's not close, no. by the way. It's not a debate. Mike Trout is infinitely better than Bryce Harper when both are healthy. What is his postseason record? That doesn't matter. It's not directly on an
1: individual player. No. But I'm just saying. That's an awful argument. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Bryce Harper. So one player makes a team. Sometimes. But I don't think it's in this case. But no, I'm just saying, in the big moments, Bryce Harper has proved he can have the biggest of moments. The biggest of moments. Yeah, you know what? That's a great point.
0: I just got texted something. Philly Philly is the city of brotherly love, yet they pelted a Santa with snowballs. We
1: clapped for Santa this weekend. We cheered for him. They put him on the board. You can't put it on the board. They cheered Santa this weekend. I don't know how you pelt Santa with snowballs. We're on the nice list this year. Because so the rude. Eagles were losing. Yeah, well. Or actually, no, no, no. They were winning. Yeah, they were winning. But we wanted them to be losing, and they weren't losing good enough. Ah, uh,
0: yes. The ebbs and flows of sports. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't losing good enough, so we're gonna pelt Santa with snowballs. <coughs> that is rationale that makes so much sense. But yes. Sorry about the cough, by the way. No, it's okay. It's, this Stuff is happens, a man.
1: My your voice is like shattered, I and understandably can't so. Talk right now. I'm so I'm so glad this series did not go to six or seven because I need every one of these rest days to get my voice back. I need every single...
0: Oh, yeah. I'm also taking Alvarez, Otani, and
1: Judge over Harper, by the way. Alvarez? Jordan. Shohei. Shohei Otani? And Aaron Judge? Sorry, I seem to remember Aaron Judge batting. I'm in sorry. A I'm potential sorry. Some save our season situation last night, and I seem to they remember Bryce batting in a very similar situation. They were down 3-0 in the series, even if he ties the he game. He had there. a one run game in the pl- in the postseason in the uh, in the championship series. Okay, let's say Harper Judge- connected, Judge didn't. Okay,
0: well you have to also look at the situation. The Phillies were in a situation where if they Win the game, they go to the World Series. If the Yankees win the game, they get to survive another day. So
1: you're saying there's... Yeah, yeah. so it's even more... It's even more valuable that Judge do what he does, and he can't. I don't think it...
0: It doesn't matter, because you're down to your final out, down 3-0, down to your last breath. It's a
1: one-run game! Even if you tie it, there's no guarantee they win it. No, but that would go a hell of a long way. No, come on. Harper did it. Judge did it. Those him. situations are uncomparable. Uncom- not un- un- uncomparable. Yes, they are. They had a very similar Absolutely. feel to
0: them. Quick message in the KUR network. <laughs> Attention. KU community, did you know that KU faculty and staff members can join KUR? Contact KUR at cutstown.edu to express your interest in joining. You can also call six one zero six eight three four zero five nine or stop at rooms one eighty eight or one ninety in the McFarland Student Union. Check out our Instagram for information about our meetings. KU's KUR's Instagram is at KUR1670. What are you doing over there? Just getting ready. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Christian University, KUR. There it is. There it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to stop.
0: <laughs> I, I, I just gla- – no, I didn't really expect myself to stop either. I just glare over and I just see you have the – I don't know what to call it. it I think it's – What is this
1: thing? Party yeah, popper. I thought so. Okay, yes. Party popper. I said that. Yeah. I said said party what I thought. popper.
0: I thought those made noise, but they don't.
1: Yeah. That's why I was confused. That's why I didn't time. want to call
0: it a party popper. Right, because, because, it didn't because really they're supposed to go. Hur! Yeah, exactly. That but... was
1: actually spot on. Oh, man. Did
0: you hear that? Yes. That was uh, <laughs> quite the sound effect. But let's move on. Final thoughts yes. from Astros, Yankees. Please. Is that. The Astros are the Astros. No, I'm just kidding. They're that's lame. That's a, that's a lame point. And but. the
1: Yankees, we saw this coming. They they stumbled so heavily throughout the regular season. Remember those stretches Down they the would back just half, lose yeah. like
0: seven in a row or whatever it was. Down the back half, struggled immensely. We
1: saw this coming. Let's you, not pretend.
0: You know. And the question is on the Yankees. We talked a lot about the Astros. Where do the Yankees go from here? You know, this team was built to supposedly be able to go all the way, compete with the Astros. They didn't do that. They get swept out of the LCS you know, it's a tough pill to swallow in your season. But Judge is an impending free agent, and he's really Mister mysterious about what his intentions are. He's not saying anything. He's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I have time to figure that out, you know, whether I want to come back and be Yankee or test free agency. But he's like, you know, and he also said, look, we had time in spring training to figure something out. We couldn't. I'm a free agent now. Uh, it is what it is. We'll see where these, you know, we'll see where things take me. But, you know, that isn't certainly, that certainly isn't instilling confidence in me that he's going to be back in a Yankee uniform uh, come spring training next season. And in my opinion, the Yankees desperately need him back because if you look yep. at this team, you look at this lineup. It is not a lineup that scares you in any shape, any way, shape or form. I mean, you have Bader who played really well in the playoffs, but overall, he's not a fant- he's not an elite bat. Rizzo, decent bat. Stanton, good bat. Torres, on and off. Donaldson, horrific. I mean, that trade was terrible. Getting paid a guy twenty five million to strike out looking on pitches right down the middle. It's like Castellanos. I mean, I mean what are you doing? Even worse. Donaldson's been even worse. Awful trade with Donaldson. You know, got Oswaldo Cabrera, who's a young guy, and, you know, he, he can be an impact guy. I, IKF, terrible. Isaiah kind of is garbage. Matt Carpenter came back. I mean, he wasn't the same as he was before he got hurt. Perez is a young shortstop, and Trevino was good in the regular season, but didn't perform in the postseason. And then you got the pitching. I mean, Garrett Cole pitched really well. Outside of that, I mean, Cortez got hurt in this one. Uh, gave it that three-run homer before he left, Severino pitched okay, I mean, it's just like this team, they underperformed, the bullpen was, you know, I understand the bullpen was really hurt, and they had guys out that they really would have liked to have, and it could have made things different, Benintendi and LeMay, who were also out, and that made a little bit of a difference, certainly so, but it's just like, where do the Yankees go from here, Where, where does Brian Cashman go, does Boone stick around next season, I'm not sure he does. You know, despite the team winning 99 games and going to the LCS, I certainly think they fell short of some of the goals that they had in mind at the start of the season. And it's just the way they started the season. They were so dominant through the first half. Absolutely. And then, you know, the train kind of fell off the tracks a little bit. They staggered in the second half. They were able to hang around average, keep that division title there as comfortably. But it's just not what they expected. You know, where do you go? Does Judge come back? If he does, what are you, pay- what are you paying him? What do you- what guys do you get rid of? What guys do you keep? It's just it's going to be a busy, busy offseason ahead for Hal Steinbrenner, the owner, and Brian Cashman in this front office. Some of Yankee fans have been calling for Cashman's job. They want him gone. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that far, but it's just where do the Yankees go from here? That's my biggest question, and really, does Judge come back? Because a lot of the speculation has been Steve Cohen and the Mets have a, all the money in the world to pay anyone they want. Does Judge come across the other side of town to come to New York? I like Judge. I really do, but I was not a impressed. A lot of money. A lot of money, and I was really not impressed with this postseason performance this year. So, you know, especially with the way Bader played, adding some protection for him, he didn't really hit that well. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Another thing is the the ridiculous media narrative about the Yankees. It's just like, my goodness, the national media all over the Yankees. Uh, I can't say what I would like to say, but mm. that's just me dancing around the point. Yeah, I um, you. ESPN post on Twitter, it's like, an incredible season for the Yankees. Oh, just, oh Judge, I oh I know what you would Sixty two yeah. home runs for Judge, and it's just like another incredible year for the Yankees. So let's stop that. Come the Yankee, on. Fan, Yankee fans are most certainly not walking away saying this has been an incredible year. They lose to their daddy again. Whoa. Let's call it what that is. The Astros are the Yankees' daddy. Three series wins in the LCS in the last six years against them. Sorry, Yankees, wow. they have your number. It's uh it's an unfortunate thing to hear, but it's the it's the it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. The Yankees get owned in the playoffs when it comes to Houston uh, in recent history. So, I mean, yeah, it's the fact of the matter. This team's got to find a way. Look, the narrative has to be we have to find a way – to put ourselves in a better position to be able to, A, compete with, and B, if not be better than Houston going into 2023 and beyond for the Yankees. So yeah. it's, a, it's a big offseason, y'all. And I talked about how big this offseason has been for the Mets. Both New York teams are going to have busy offseasons ahead, and we'll be and here they can make to,
1: monumental moves. We'll be here to track all of it on heavy hitters. Oh, absolutely. A few final—actually, uh, a Yankees fan, one of my professors is actually a Yankees fan. Um, are, they a, are they a Yankees fan or a Yankee
0: fan? And I— hope you know the difference, by the way. I
1: don't know the difference. I'm not familiar.
0: Certified fan versus, like, a Yankee bandwagon fan. Oh,
1: no. He loves the Yankees. Okay. Like, if if they were playing... Like, we requested to watch the Phillies game. that, that I think it was a Braves game. Uh, Phillies-Braves. And he said no, but if it were the Yankees, he would. Um, <laughs> like, he would put them on during his, his class, and he was totally serious. He started off our class, because we'd been going back and forth last week. Uh, he started off class today. With a very, uh, very modest, you know, nice uh, congratulations to the Phillies. Uh, for those that are unaware, the Phillies moved on to the World Series and the Yankees did not. And, and then he went on a little bit and he was, like you said, he was not happy with how the season went. He was very disappointed. Yankee fans, or I'm sorry, which one is it? Yankees? Which one is the the actual fan? Um, Just, I'd say Yankee fans. Okay, Yankee fans are not pleased with how the season turned out. A couple other things. Uh, not to toot my own horn here, but I was right about uh, one and a half things. Phillies at five, I called that. Uh, and I was half right about my World Series prediction, Jack. You were. <laughs> I was. Um I just mistake. I, I, uh, you know, easy to confuse the Orioles and the Astros. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah, easy to
0: confuse. I mean, they do have a former Oriole, Trey Mancini. That,
1: that, you know, that's what
0: I was thinking.
1: Yes, I was like Trey you, Mancini versus the Phillies, right? So when I so, looked into my crystal ball and I saw Trey Mancini, he had an Orioles jersey on because that's who he played for. I, I love how it. that
0: prediction started off as a joke you and it with, got real with, with no with no statistical backing. time. And you. Get proven half right by it. It's a <laughs> joke, honestly. It's honestly, it makes me like it's, almost nauseous because it's just like <laughs> that that bold and slash buffoon of a take
1: actually somewhat panned out to be. For right. those that are unaware, I I did make a buffoonish take. I, was it the first time I was on the show? One of. I, it's been the longest running joke in this show's history. That oh Phillies Orioles, and here the Phillies are against Trey Mancini. That's a little more than one and a half. That's like one point six. Yeah. That's awesome. By the way, I predicted the Phillies to win that series. You did. And I will predict the Phillies to win this series in six, which is unfortunate because it's not on home turf.
0: That's true. Well, we have to take a break. Hour number two coming your way for heavy hitters. Next on the radio voice of University. KUR.
1: Heavy hitters. I'm going to let Joe Davis talk for a second. My voice is gone. Phillies going to the World Series edition of Heavy Hitters. I'm Mitchell Smedley. That's Jack Heim. Three o'clock on the East Coast on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Second hour has begun. We finished up the MLB. We got NFL. We got college football. We got NHL. And we got. Uh, well, Jack, I'm in the. I, I got my butt whooped by Jack this week. But, it's okay. It's but okay. But I happen. am in the midst of a massive comeback in my other league with uh, some of my other friends. I need two points from Jacoby Myers tonight to complete it. I was down to a 23% win percentage, down a bunch of points. But Josh Jacobs. Yeah. How do you do? That comes at the expense of my brother. He was very, very agitated.
0: How do you do? It was funny because I had Kenneth Walker in my brother's league, oh, man. and my brother was playing against Kenneth Walker in one of his other leagues. And Kenneth Walker got like a 72-yard touchdown. He's like, "Oh no, that's not good." Kenneth Walker just got a touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, how long?" He's like, "Oh, it was a big, it was a big one." I'm like, yeah, "Let's go!" And he said, "72 yards." I'm like, "Let's go." We got me 34 my first week playing Kenneth Walker.
1: Wow, he's done. Was that against me?
0: Uh, no, that I don't have him mean, in that no. league. You have James Brees does. Hall,
1: by the way, who uh Towards ACL, is man, out for the season. Goodness gracious, that man, is that is so disappointing. one of the breakout rookie stars of this league is now out for the season. Fish paste, fish paste. Fish paste. I have Brees Hall in multiple leagues. Now he's done for the year. No,
0: I know. Seriousness, no. Outside of fantasy, Brees Hall, uh, be well, man. Uh, Please, yeah. I you know, hope you get back as good as you were this year because he was electric. The Iowa Dude, State product, he was incredible. Even this game, he yeah. what, did
1: he rip off a sixty-five yard touchdown. Yeah,
0: sixty-two yard rushing touchdown so. right out of the gate got the Jets going. Jets are five and two. How about what that? What is
1: going on? New York football is
0: going crazy right now. Bills, Jets, Giants. What? Are you kidding me? By, by the way, are
1: you kidding me? I think me? the only
0: three teams in the NFL to not have lost a road game at this point. I think of the Eagles, Eagles, the Jets, and the Giants. Wow, that's crazy. That's odd. East, the
1: Packers and Brady.
0: East Coast, Beast Coast, baby.
1: Rogers and Brady have, have just my goodness.
0: Retiring in the middle of the season. Wow. America.
1: I mean, someone put out a missing persons report. Uh Dak Prescott made his return. All sorts of storylines around. Daniel Jones the NFL. is that guy. Is he that guy? I, I mean John's is six and one. Why right? is this happening? <laughs> yeah
0: why did you sound like Dr. there? Sarah? <laughs> ah,
1: Perry the Platypus. <laughs> uh, this is the Eliminate Daniel Jones-inator. <laughs> I gotta give you that's pretty good. This is the How about them Cowboys-inator?
0: I think with your voice like being it's as, gone. as lost as it is, I think it helps the accent. I think Dude, it helps the impersonation.
1: The Phillies going to, to the World Series, that, that energy has taken over the entire tri-state area.
0: <laughs> what have I done? I what, don't know. What have I done?
1: Dude, it's true, though. The tri-state area is in a frenzy. The
0: tri-state area is in a frenzy.
1: <laughs> I think that's the greatest villain line ever, by the way. It's so unique. Like, oh, I'm going to take over the world or the universe. Nah, I don't want the city. I don't want this country. I want the, the tri- tri-state State area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Could you imagine if someone took over the tri-state area, just in the middle of the country, just like chilling?
0: Yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not picture that Weird. up. Weird. Yeah, that would be very strange.
1: Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, which game do we want to? We got to get this train back first. on the tracks here. Uh, talk Thursday night. Yeah, we will talk Thursday the night. the Cardinals, baby, they're three and four. My uh. I-, I sacrificed about 22 points giving up Burrow for Murray this week. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's
0: not like I was. Oh, hungry. wow. It's not like I was exactly, you know, nailing that one right on the head. He'll get better. DeAndre Hopkins looked to be in full form. So he did. He did. You were right about that one. Oh, you weren't. You said he'd get in the end zone. I, I didn't. did. I, I didn't. Incredible. And I was right. I was right. right. Come on now. It's my time. The
1: Phillies Orioles, baby.
0: It's my time. Yes. You can have the Phillies. Yes. I can have DeAndre Hopkins not scoring a touchdown. Not, those, those don't not even, equivalent Not even close No Not even close But we take the positives Touch you them
1: all Jack You'll never have a bigger call in your life Oh uh, no I actually You have, a, you have a, free, a few good ones here and there
0: Yeah I've had some good ones You have But not like Not like Philly's Orioles No Not
1: like Philly's World Series In March <laughs> Whatever that was April This is crazy
0: Yeah it is how about My Eno good. Benjamin? 12 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. The yeah, goes for over 100 through the air. Kyler Murray, 204 and a touchdown, not great. Andy Dalton, <laughs> such a puzzling game. 361 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, two of them pick sixes. And I think the one of the greatest dynamic of, of, the year. of the Two of them pick sixes
1: inside of the two-minute warning in the first half. Yeah,
0: they show, Andy <laughs> da- they show Andy Dalton turning around, and he's looking like he throws his hands up, and he goes, uh, oh, and like they smack down on his you know, his hand smacked down on, on, uh, by his legs there. Uh, it's just like, oh, good grief. And then in the background, you just see the Cardinals defender just flying into the end zone in the air. It's so funny. It's just like, <laughs> those are the two dynamics. I'm I like, didn't wow. see that angle.
1: I didn't see oh, that I, I just saw so the Cardinal funny. going It was so airborne. funny. It was on Twitter,
0: Twitter replay. I love it. Twitter. Yo, Twitter's an interesting place to be.
1: Touchable, Joe.
0: Oh, my goodness. But. Cardinals win. They're three and four. Mitch, you said they'd be a I said they'd be wild
1: card contention. No, I said in wild card contention.
0: Yeah, because you walked it back because you weren't really w- Fine. willing
1: to say that. Uh, I said they were going to be in the in the playoff conversation, Jack. And you're like, no, yeah, yeah. Well, And look, are. there. they're tied with the Bucks. Yeah, but a first place divisional team. God, the NFC South, is <laughs> the NFC South is such a dumpster
0: fire. Carolina Panthers getting the wins. It's this awful. Weekend. If the Falcons could have beat the the Bucks,
1: they'd be in first place. Wow, um, and they could have. They could have.
0: Could have. Roughing the passer prevented them a the chance. Passer,
1: defense number something
0: number ninety seven. I think Brady fifteen yard penalty
1: on an automatic so. first down. Yep. Ah uh, man.
0: Hey, Carolina, I referenced though, that. I referenced that on them?
1: Saturday. Did,
0: did, you hear did you say that? I referenced Brady's roughing the passer on Saturday? I broadcast. did hear you do that. Yes.
1: I th- yeah, I definitely. We that was had a fun great fourth quarter. time. That fourth quarter was great. Footstown. Shout out to the Golden Bears absolutely wiping the floor with Lockhaven. We we chatted about everything on that broadcast cough we drops, did. space balls. Yeah, it was really touched everything. The
0: estate. We, we th- yeah, the estate. <laughs> we talked about the uh, Red October, unfortunately. Yes, we did. But we
1: did talk about it. I, I hope the estate catches on. I mean, <laughs> the estate, for those that don't know, one of our, our, our Golden Bears here, a running back, is named Noble House. Yes. And uh, I, fittingly, I was like, what's the name for a noble house? Ah, an estate. So now he's the estate.
0: The estate to Mitch. Yeah. Well, we do have a message from the KU or Notebook. Attention <laughs> KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, December 9th, with a performance by Barbie Holder. Barbie Holder will be performing in musical styles, musical styles from Celtic to Romantic and Serious to Silly. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for Adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Britzenhoff at 484 484- 336 9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610 683 3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutsan University. (laughs) okay you are welcome back to happy years everybody Jack I'm Mitchell's family. Stop laughing I can't stop laughing because <laughs> I look over and see
1: you laughing I crack myself up Jack I, I don't think I've laughed that hard in quite some time
0: I'm trying to read that notebook <laughs> and, to describe and I'm serious what you watched yeah <laughs> I'm, so I'm serious I, I'm trying to keep it together whoa, whoa, and I got whoa. and I got through it Till the very end so I started you were chuckling good. a little bit. You were good. And because I just would occasionally glare over while I'm reading the notebook, and I just see Mitch <laughs> belly laughing, sitting back in his chair, just looking up at, the ceiling, at the ceiling, and he's like eyes squinting. Yeah, staring at the ceiling, just laughing. Heads over mouth. Yeah. He's just laughing like crazy over there. So I'm like, what is so funny? So like it just seeing someone else laughs. Started to make me laugh a little bit <laughs> and I got through it, but man, what a journey. What a roller coaster this show has been. This we, is
1: this is crazy. We got
0: we gotta get back to NFL though. <clears throat> we, we do have a lot to talk about. Yes. We're gonna go to the Falcons and the Bengals, like you mentioned, with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went 17. off,
1: baby. Yeah, Joe Burrow had the game of the year for him. This looked like last year, Joe Burrow. My buddy is very much putting that in my face, by the way. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm hearing about that. I'm still almost winning. I need two points from Jacoby Myers tonight. Please. Uh, to win, I also have the offense, uh, the option of actually putting in a defense, which I have not done yet. Uh, How much
0: are you down by? I'm down by two. Well, do you have the Bears or Patriots defense? The
1: Bears are a free
0: agent. I, I was looking at that all weekend.
1: I would not pick them up. Why? Because I, no! I think the Patriots are going to score. No! I
0: think the Patriots are going to score a good amount of points. You don't
1: think they're going to get two points, though? But yeah, so no. My plan is just to ride with... Not to ride Jacoby Myers. To ride with <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Uh for a, a hopefully one catch for 12 yards and just end it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, Do I was down me. I was down so much, Jack, between Brees Hall starting off huge, Mark Andrews getting me 0. .4. Um, it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible fantasy day that I cared zero about because of the fills until, until Josh Jacobs decided, you know what, sends now. And, uh, yeah, so Deontay Johnson get me closer there last night. And uh, Jacobe Mayas trying to finish it off today.
0: Trying to finish the job. Well, I'm in a dogfight as well. I'm down
1: by four. I have
0: Ramondre Stevenson and Darnell Mooney. He oh. is Nick Folk. Oh. The Patriots kicker. Oh. So, okay. should be interesting. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, Ramondre gets in the end zone, gets me like 60 yards. That should do the job. But... Bengals take down the Falcons, 35-17. Joe Burrow, 481, three touchdowns through the air, 34-42 passing. Added 20 on the ground and a touchdown, so accounted for 501 total yards, four total touchdowns, no turnovers. Joe Mixon gets in the end zone. Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, I mean, all three receivers had incredible games. Two go over 130. Wow. Three. Higgins gets five for 93. Chase, eight for Buck, 32 touchdowns. Tyler Boyd, eight for one fifty-five on a touchdown. I mean, what a game for this Bengals offense. They're four and three. They the still Joker had a top. good game too. Oh and wait, FC that's North. the wrong
1: team. I'm so that's the Browns. I'm so stupid. It's okay. They're both Ohio.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. Right I don't know state.
1: Why I just put that? Wow, wow. He's I'm hurt, off. by the way. I'm ankle off. sprain. Wait, what?
0: Yep, and Joku ankle sprain. Oh wow. They don't believe it's serious, but he wasn't a booting crutches on the sideline in the middle of that game. Okay. So. That's something to monitor for sure. You know what? Let's just go there. We, we brought it up. We brought it up. We, we incidentally brought up the Browns. We're going to go there anyway. Ravens win. 23-20 there, 4-3. And actually, no, I think they hold the lead because they had the win over the Bengals. They had the win over the Bengals 19-17 on Sunday night. So I think the Ravens right now, with the up and down season they have, wow. have the lead. Yeah, the they do.
1: stop sign offending season. Yeah. Uh, they are in the lead on in cross the AFC North.
0: Uh, stop signs beware. On the cross the Vols are here. Yes. We brought that story up a few weeks ago. Batten down the
1: hatches, Mr.
0: Squidward. But but no, no pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches will be thrown at any stop signs as of this week because nope. a 23-20 win for the Ravens over the Browns, their arch rivals. Some light poles may be climbed. Jacoby but... Brisket <laughs> goes for 258, no touchdowns, no picks. It is Brissett, but I like to call him Jacoby Brisket. Um, <laughs> I just think it's fun. Uh, Nick Chubb, 91 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Amari Cooper, 3 for 74. That helped me out against you, Mitch.
1: Ah yeah, Jack. Um, Jack crushed me.
0: I won by like thirty. But why your team did you also put, played terrible.
1: Why did you put Pacheco in? By I the didn't.
0: Way? I switched him out for Cup.
1: No, it said you put in Pacheco yesterday. And oh, I was like, Pacheco? Question mark?
0: Because he's the new starter for the Chiefs. Right. So why would you put him in when we had an agreement? I did. I switched it.
1: Oh. oh okay.
0: I forgot. I accidentally put him in. Mm. But uh, yes, yes, we put Cup in. We had evened a crazy it out week. because Michael Thomas got automatically put in this yeah, lineup. I don't.
1: I don't understand what sleepers doing. I yeah. drafted Michael Thomas with the last pick of the draft, and it just throws him into my. By the way, lineup. by
0: the way, for those who don't know, we did a <laughs> <laughs> an impromptu, an impromptu kind of jokey fantasy. Okay, you are you ready
1: to rumble in the middle of
0: the season? So we're kind of just starting from scratch here in like week seven. It's really
1: funny. It was one of the funniest. Ra- let's let's illustrate what happened. Uh, the top five picks were like. Mahomes, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Burrow,
0: Hurts. Uh, uh, who went fourth? McCaffrey? I was, no, I was fifth. I took, no, you were fourth. You took McCaffrey fourth. Oh, yeah, fourth. McCaffrey went fourth. Yep. And then Josh Allen went fifth.
1: Josh Allen went fifth. So,
0: interesting. an entertaining time. Absolutely. But back to Ravens-Browns. Yes. Lamar goes Three only for 120 tracks. through the air, 59 on the ground. Gus Buss with J.K. Dobbins out takes full advantage, gets two rushing touchdowns on 66 yards. Devin Duvernay and Rashad Bateman lead the team with 42 receiving yards, and those two guys have... Had some drop issues, but especially in the red zone. But the Ravens get out of it with a win. Justin Tucker kicks a couple of field goals. The best kicker in the league. The most consistent kicker in the league. Ravens win. They get by with another divisional win. They're 2-0 with a win with wins over Cincy and now Cleveland. Sticking in with the 1 o'clock slate, we are going to Dallas. Jerry's World. Cowboys handled the Lions Ugh. 24-6. This Dan was Gamble. a gross game. It was awful. I watched Lions are one three and snaps of it. Lions are 1-5. and 5. Not good. Jared Goff, 228, two interceptions. DeAndre Swift needed another week coming back from that ankle sprain, so Jamal Williams takes the reins uh, with the lead back role, 15 of 79. And KU's own Craig Reynolds sees some field time. Four carries for only 12 yards, uh, long of eight, so really not much work there for the Lions' uh, second-string RB. uh, But always good to to support our KU Bears in the professional environment. I mean, how about that? Craig Reynolds in the NFL doing great things. Doing a real deal right there. Representing KU in a fantastic way. But... Detroit, uh, Khalif Raymond, leading receiver, 5 for 75, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and I have no idea who this guy is. So we're going to Brock right their backup tight end from Notre Dame. So. Amon ra had some issues, right? Yeah. Craig also had 3 for 18 through the year. Amon ra left the game early with a concussion. His status for next week is, I'm assuming, he's questionable right now. Yep. On the flip side for Dallas, Ugh. first week back for Dak, light week, 19 to 25, 207, one touchdown, didn't really have to do much. Tony Pollard continues to excel over Zeke. Uh, 12 carries for 83 for Pollard, but, however, Zeke got more carries. And he did get in the end zone twice, but I feel like Pollard is making more of his touches than Zeke is. It's just that Zeke gets the red zone work, so he's just going to be, uh, you know, getting those TDs more than Pollard will. Through the air, CD Lamb 4 of 70, Noah Brown 5 for 50. Really all the notable stats for Dallas, their 24 to 6 win puts them at 5 and 2. They are the second wild card spot. <laughs> he said 4 of the-
1: 70 for C <laughs> Oh, well, I <laughs> just imagine four for seven. throwing it to him 70 times, 66 <laughs> of them incomplete. <laughs> That's, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Imagine
0: running 70 pass plays in a game. To one guy. You'd have to have yeah. more. Yeah.
1: Oh, he missed it badly <laughs> for the 63rd time.
0: Cowboys have a favorable schedule coming up, too. They host the Bears next week. They could be 6-2. and two. Gross. Yeah. It's crazy times in the NFC East. Cowboys 5-2. and two. They're the 6th seed right now. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm. Real quick before the break, we are going to go to our nation's capital. Commanders take down the Packers oh, 23 In a shocker. The Packers had that crazy little lateral play at the end of the game, but right through the lineman's legs, went out of bounds. That's what ended it. Washington survives 23 21. Taylor Heineke, first feedback and starter, gets the W. He finds his man, Terry McLaurin, for a touchdown. Brian Robinson, 20 carries for 73 hours. Antonio Gibson also gets 10 in there. Mitch, any thoughts on Commanders Packers? I just,
1: I, the Packers are really bad.
0: Yeah, they are. The Packers are a bad football team. Rodgers goes for 194, two TDs, both of them going to Aaron Jones. The one week I bench you because you do nothing, you put up 24. But I started Kenneth Walker who got 34. Well, why would you so. bench
1: Aaron Jones? Because
0: he's not been good, that's why. And Brees Hall had 17 before he got hurt. So. That's true.
1: What's your running back situation? Like, you had three spots for what guys?
0: And I played Romandre at flex because I liked the matchup better.
1: Oh, no. I would have done Jones over Well, I made my choice, and I could still win. And now I'm playing
0: Aaron Jones every week anyway because Brees Hall's done for the year.
1: When he doesn't get 24 tonight, I will be proven right. I don't need him to get 24. I need him to get me 11, and I would win. Right, but he's going to
0: be worse than Jones. You left points there. Obviously, yeah. You left points there. But all I I care about is the W. My goodness. All I care about is the W, just like what the Washington team did. Hey Anders,
1: their
0: logo is a W. Yeah, their logo is a W. Corny, but um, <laughs> they would. Why 20... did you
1: say it like that?
0: Yeah, their logo <laughs> is a W. <laughs> it's <is> a W. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Moving on, this show's crazy. We have to take a break. Yeah. When we come back. More NFL coming your way next here on Heavy Hitters and the Radio Voice of Cuttance University. KUR cuts down. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters right here <gasps> on the radio voice of Kutztown University, oh, KUR Kutztown. I'm sure that did not feel good that for, your, for your voice. absolutely
1: sucked. <laughs> feed the pig, feed the pig. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> doon, 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 Stop doon doing doon, doon, it.
0: Well. My throat hurts so bad. We're back. My throat hurts It's still hurts. as chaotic as ever. But we are going to try to get through the NFL in an orderly fashion. We will not promise anything there. Yes. But right back into the nitty gritty, Colts. Titans, AFC South. It's just as ugly as the NFC South. Titans win again. They sweep the Colts in the season series already. It's only week seven. These two teams have met twice, and the Titans have
1: won both. Yes, they did. I wanted to make sure I was right about Who that. Who had the – did I have the Colts or did I have the Titans? That's a good You and Linda had the same team, and then I had the other one in that game. So I'm either I'm either better than both of you or I'm worse than both of you as a person because this one – claim about a football game that no three none of the three of us watched is totally gonna determine how we are as people. I did not write these down. Hmm. I should have. We'll check the tape. We'll check the tape. We will listen back.
0: I think I picked uh
1: I feel like I would have picked the Titans. I think
0: I picked the Colts. I, I think know. you did pick the Colts. I don't want to talk about it. Colts are garbage. <laughs> Frank Reich I hate you. I I hate you. You're hey! terrible.
1: Hey that man brought me a Super Bowl. Terrible head coach. That man brought me a Super Bowl. Terrible head coach. Great offensive should be, coordinator. Should be fired. Great offensive coordinator. Should be fired. Bring him back. And Gannon. Well, he's the DC. I know, but still, Frank Frank right knew be DC. He's what? Yeah. It, D- he would be better than Gannon.
0: I don't know if I can ensure that. Can't but can Steve Cannon. Well, we're talking about the newly benched Matt Ryan. Woo! <laughs> we're going to see Sam Ellinger next week. Matt Ryan goes to 243, one touchdown, two picks. Jonathan Taylor, only 10 carries for 58 yards on the ground. Where has he gone this year? Invisible man. Paris Campbell leads yep. the team, 10 catches for 70 yards on his touchdown. Campbell. Michael Pittman goes six for 58. Rough going for the Colts. Titans, Ryan Tannehill does what he normally does, and that's just enough to win. 132 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Derrick Henry, the workhorse that he is, gets 30 carries for 128 yards. And he gets three catches for 10 yards through the air. Yeah, he's that guy. Derrick Henry is that guy. that dude. Titans win. They're 4-2. They've won four in a row. They get at Houston next week. And they could really put themselves in a great position in this division if they were to win. I
1: like the flow of that.
0: That one. Great position in this division. Yep. Mm. Let's see here. They are 2-0 in division play. Two wins over the Colts. They haven't played the Jags or Texans yet. Favorable for them. Yeah, Titans. um,
1: Titans got to be running away with it. They're on a
0: fast track to an AFC South title. Yes, sir. So. The Jags are no longer. They were there at the top. They were. A little bit. Not anymore. Didn't last long. Psych. Psych, I lied. Sorry, Dougie P. <laughs>
1: they, are, they do have a good future, though. I really will admit yeah. that. They do have a bright future. Up and coming. Was the last time they made the playoffs, 2017? Yep. Yeah. That crazy game against the Steelers. Ugh, dude, I was so rooting they, for them to get by New England. Dude, me too. We were watching it at the link. There, I was at the NFC Championship game. We're all watching it at the link. Everyone there in their mother is rooting for the, the Jaguars.
0: Honestly, I think the Jags could have won that game yes, in the Super Bowl. They
1: were up by 10. No, no, no
0: I think they could have beat you guys in the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Saxonville,
0: baby. No. That Give team was incredible. Give me a break. That team was sick. Give me a break. That team was dirty. Nope. Blake Bortles playoff. Baby. <laughs> Blake Bortles, baby, dude. That, I always love looking back on that year to see the playoff quarterbacks: Bortles, Bortles, Foles,
1: Foles, Foles Keenum, Brady. Keenum. The final yeah, Brady. Four. Yep. That's incredible. That's insane. Incredible. How does that happen?
0: Let's see. Keenum's a backup. Foles is a backup. A backup.
1: Uh, Wait, Bortles is, he, is out of is the, the, league. Still in the league.
0: I thought. I thought he was out, but he might still be on the Bears. For
1: some reason, I thought he was with Indy.
0: I think he might be on the Bears. I
1: thought he was with Indy. So weird.
0: Yeah. Hang so on, uh, hang on one second. Well, you look this up. We're gonna talk about the Panthers, Mitch. Play for? Mitch, you have your hat on. I do. Have they my beat hat on. Brady and the Bucks.
1: So I have a I have a problem, what? Jack. Is that uh well it's actually a problem and a and a good thing at the same time. So I very badly would like the Panthers to have the first overall pick. Oh, we missed it badly. However, I would also love for the Eagles to have the number one pick. And uh, that resides with the Saints. <laughs> and it does. They lost their. What are they both two win teams now? However, the Panthers did beat the Saints earlier this year. Yep. But the Panthers, I, I'm, without Christian McCaffrey, well, it turns out Christian McCaffrey is the problem in Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. They, they dominated twenty-one to three. What world are we living in? PJ Walker for MVP. I'm trying not to get as hyped up about this as the Phillies because my throat just physically cannot handle it right now.
0: PJ Walker, new front runner for MVP. But
1: Walker outs Tom Brady. Walker bests Tom Brady in a showdown for the ages. I mean, and Deonta
0: Foreman better than Christian McCaffrey?
1: What was the uh, situation with Evans, by the way? He
0: dropped the ball.
1: No, no, no. There was, he's being looked at by the league. Oh, yeah. 10.
0: Apparently, he signed like two, he signed an autograph for two referees.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: I don't think you're allowed to do that. That's I a, don't know.
1: I think it's more of a problem if the refs are getting autographs than the uh, players. Players there.
0: No, like players do jersey swaps all the time. That's cool.
1: What you, With the refs?
0: No, no, no. No, I'm no. saying so if
1: the refs are involved, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I agree. Not for the player, but for the refs. I think for both parties, it's oh, weird. Yeah, it is odd. I may. Uh, it's an oddity, dude. I, I was looking. There's this guy that very badly wants to trade Mike uh, for Mike Evans from me. I may just, I may get Do a, it. a good it. offer him and off. just, you know, I don't want to deal with this. Is he in? Is he out? You know, so I might have to look at that. Part. But the Panthers making a midseason push.
0: <laughs> Breaking news: The duo of Deonta Foreman and Shuba Hubbard are better than Christian McCaffrey.
1: I like Shuba Hubbard. I was there, and I think when I was there last season, I was sitting right in front of his family. Really, Uh, I think so because whenever he would get a first down, not anyone else, but whenever Chuba Hubbard would get a first down, these these ladies and I think a couple dudes, but like they would stand up right by, they would all stand up in unison and goes, like I forget exactly how it went. It went somewhere like, yeah, yeah, first down. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's interesting. (laughs) Only for Chuba Hubbard. Well.
0: The Panthers rushing game was incredible yesterday. 27 carries, a buck seventy-three at 6.4 a carry. Foreman goes for 15 carries, 118 yards. Hubbard, 9 for 63, and a touchdown. Wow. Both averaged over seven yards a carry. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible, incredible. stuff. Incredible. Better than McCaffrey.
1: No, not really. Oh, dude. Just I mean, this week, sure. But this week yes, but in totality, absolutely not. No, he's the
0: best. 21-3, big win for Carolina. We are gonna. Go to our next game if I could stop scrolling over this ad. On we gotta ESPN go fast app. through these here. We do. We really do. Gi- giants, Jags, 23-17. Giants hold go on. Off, they win. They this got a goal on top. They're six and one. The New York football Giants are six and one.
1: Wow, I thought that was a different word
0: coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Brian Dable, coach of the year. Give it to him now.
1: Give it to him now.
0: Give it to him now. Six and one? Are you kidding me? With this team? With this roster?
1: Six and one? Is this real? Are we living in the real world? I've been asking myself the same question, Jack. Pitch me, I must
0: be dreaming. The New York football giants aren't an atrocity to watch. They aren't an abomination of a football team anymore.
1: I must have freezing over, because that's true, and the Phillies are going to the World Series.
0: They're competitive. What is happening? They're competitive. they won six of their first seven games. Darius Slayton's a number one receiver, apparently. Let's go, buddy. Up Mm. top. Yes. I don't know what's going on right now.
1: Usually people say up top before the high
0: five. Well, whatever. I, I'm so elated about the Giants. It's the one positive in my sports world right
1: now. <laughs> I know.
0: It's just like I can't believe it.
1: I, I would be happy for you, buddy, but it's the Giants.
0: Daniel Jones, 2-0-2, one touchdown, no picks, doesn't turn the ball over anymore. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries for 110 yards, and Daniel Jones added 107 rushing yards and a touchdown. Wow. He's better than Lamar
1: Jackson. Oh, wow. No, i just kidding. We are, uh, <laughs> This well, is flying yeah. out of hand. Jack felt like he had to he had to get back in, onto my level after Philly's uh, Orioles. Daniel there. Jones is better than Lamar Jackson. Lock it in. He's better than Lamar Jackson. Who do you think goes deeper into the playoffs this season? Giants. Wow. Daniel
0: Dole's better than Lamar Jackson. He's better in the fourth quarter. He's better overall.
1: I don't know what that voice is, but I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Auburn's going to win a football game.
0: I don't know what I'm doing right now. This is crazy. It's the most exciting I've gotten all show. Wow. We're gonna move on.
1: <laughs> we need to. We need to move on. Giants, Giants win. They're, Giants six, and they're the six and one. All positive. Let's go. I've ever seen. No, they're, they're in not. Second place in the division.
0: Be quiet. It's okay.
1: It's okay to be a little. When jealous. the Cardinals knock out the Giants, and uh, for the last. Oh, wild the Giants card, would. The Giants would beat the Cardinals easy. When they knock them out for the last wild card, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh quite. Hard.
0: That's not gonna happen. You still have to play the Eagles twice. Jets, Jets and Broncos. Denver's two and five. That's no rude. more, no more, no more Russell Wilson because he was hurt. It's Brett Ripon. Uh, he goes for 225, no touchdowns, one pick. Melvin Gordon in this rushing attack, he couldn't do anything. He leads the team with 33 yards and 11 carries. Wow. Lat Murray gets in the end zone. Zach Wilson goes for 121. Brees Hall at 72 yards and a touchdown before he got hurt. After that, Michael Carter had 13 carries for 29 yards. I mean, what a day!
1: Good job. I mean, what a day! Good job. He had
0: two catches for 45 yards to the air. Jets offense. They, they barely did enough. That, that Brees Hall touchdown saved them. Yeah. Otherwise, it was three field goals from Greg Zerline. Jets are
1: five and Jets two. Jets are five
0: and two. What is going on?
1: What is going on? What a time to be alive.
0: This is crazy. We only got three games left, so good thing for us. Wow. Raiders. Texans 38 20. The Raiders win their the two and four. Raiders. And Mitchell's favorite quarterback, Davis Mills mvp davis no I'm just kidding. can
1: you not he's so bad he's i'm gonna do it every time you bring it up to him a sucker like you know how to push my buttons well davis mills should for not be playing in well, the nfl
0: well he threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns yesterday along oh, with dude, i'm pit. sure josh
1: jacobs had more yards than him
0: damian pierce added 92 of his own on the ground for the raiders Derek carr 241 one touchdown jacobs added a buck 43 three touchdowns on the ground Devontae
1: Adams goes eight ninety-five. I mean, Jacobs looks like the best running back in the league right now. The Raiders. The Raiders. I mean, look at Jacobs' last three games, Jack. It's 140-plus yards in each game. He's crazy. What is happening? He's going crazy right now. With multiple touchdowns in each game. I don't know what's going on. Josh Jacobs. And he's on my team. He's on my team. He's the guy. I tried to trade him away for the entire first month, Jack, and no one wanted him. He's that guy. No one wanted him. He is that guy. He's the Bryce Harper of my fantasy team.
0: Well, we have to go to an upset of the week, and I think this was my upset of the week. Was it? I think I picked. Maybe
1: you didn't pick the Niners.
0: No, the no the, I Seahawks. Mean the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! What was my upset of the week? We didn't write any of this down. We rapid fired.
0: Yeah, we did. Well, Seahawks. Seahawks beat the Chargers I thirty-seven was twenty-three. The was it it might have been Jets. Yeah, but the line was even. So no,
1: it was like three.
0: No, it was When we did the show, it was even. Oh, never from mind. what I looked no, at. It was something else. Seahawks, 37 23. Geno Smith, 210. Two touchdowns, one interception. Kenneth Walker, 168 yards, two touchdowns. My word. Marquise Goodwin, who I didn't even know was still in the league, goes for 67 yards and two touchdowns. J.C. Jackson did get hurt on the play. He scored a second touchdown, though. And uh, DK. Yeah.
1: Hello. What the? <laughs> what the? What the? It's I'm okay. on the radio. It's okay. No. No, you're
0: not coming in here. Wow, no. wow, things are are brewing here in the KUR Slammed studio. It up twice, Marquise Goodwin, 67 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, leads the team for the Chargers. An abysmal Dude, effort. Dude, this is
1: like once a week. It's like, how did I not just get thrown off the air for saying some bad word? Justin Herbert,
0: 293, two ninety three, two touchdowns. Have balls one thrown pick. at
1: me? I'm getting poked in the back of the neck.
0: I don't know what's going on what's anymore.
1: What's going on? <laughs> it was Linda, right?
0: I don't know. I'm not going to disclose who that is. I'm not throwing that person
1: on the bus. I'm not that kind of person. We just played her uh, her SPA, too. Yes. Eckler, 31
0: yards, one touchdown. Your boy gets in the end zone again.
1: Did he? Oh, my. Are you kidding
0: me? Another touchdown for Austin Eckler. Actually, two. We got a receiving one as well. Oh, my Lord. 96 yards, one touchdown. Man, that pick has really aged poorly for you, Mitchell. Hey, something had to counteract. Something had to give. Something had to give. Something had to give. You can't win them all, Jack. Chargers lose. Touch them all. Crazy game. Seattle's. Good? Question mark? I don't really yes. know. Chiefs win 44-23. They win big over McCaffrey big and the Niners hey, in his hey, debut.
1: Hey, hey. He was barely on the field.
0: Yeah, it's true. Mahomes, 25-34, 423, three touchdowns to one interception. Isaiah Pacheco leads the team with eight carries for 43 yards. Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scanling go crazy. Juju, seven for a buck, 24, and a touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scanling, three for one, 11. Kelsey, six for 98. This team is firing on all cylinders. Jimmy G, 303, two touchdowns, one pick. He got benched for Brock Purdy later on, who went four of nine for 66 yards and an interception.
1: Hardman, have a couple touchdowns? He did have a couple yeah. touchdowns. He
0: had a 25 yard rushing score, I believe. Wow. Maybe, maybe two rushing scores. McCall. He did. He did have two rushing touchdowns. Nice. McCall Hardman, the Georgia product.
1: Hardman. Jeff what? Wilson
0: and McCaffrey split carries this week, mostly because McCaffrey's still trying to learn that
1: playbook over there. He's been there for 48 hours. George
0: Kittle, six for 98 and a touchdown. Iuk followed him up with 82. Ray Ray McLeod, the former Steeler, 65 and a touchdown as well. Niners couldn't just do enough. Uh, couldn't do enough to even make it somewhat close. Chiefs win convincingly. We're going to preview tonight's game before our first break. Bears, Patriots, Patriots saved by eight and a half. Bailey, zappy, zappy, zappy. Zap, zappy, He's going back at it again. going back at it again. Back at it again. Pat's again. trying to Crispy go to four Cree. and three. Justin <laughs> Justin Fields <laughs> trying to get the Bears a big road win. It's a big line. The Bears. <laughs> the bears. bears, no lose. I actually have a story about the Bears. The so Bears I work, still suck. So I work at a pizza place close to where I live. Nice. I'm not going to disclose that. But um, no one asks. I have a regular. <laughs> wow. How rude. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny.
1: I am.
0: i So anyway, back to my story before I was really interrupted. Um, as customer who's a regular, he, me, and him were talk talk football, and he's a big Bears fan. I learned on Friday that his brother actually played on the '86 Bears Super Bowl no team. No way! Yes, I looked it up because I didn't. I didn't, look. People could say that landish things, and you no, know, that's the thing you can fabricate. But he was telling the truth. I looked on the roster. I found him. They wow. had the same last name. I'm like, wow, that's him. And he's like, I wish I could have brought him in and showed you and showed me his Super Roaring. I'm like, yeah, that would have been pretty dang cool, but it's unfortunate. But I'm wow. like, wow, that is crazy. Gotta I indirectly know a guy who's on the, who's on the 86 Bears Super Bowl team. That's incredible, actually. It's crazy. It's kind of cool. It is. You know, Josh always has
1: a story like that. Yeah. Gets his autographs. and He does. You know, good old Josh Toot. His Cowboys won this weekend. Yeah, really, uh, can't really rag on them too much.
0: No, not really. Mitch, what do you think for Bears Patriots? What do you think? Oh, biggest uh, takeaway this one.
1: I just, I, I need two points from Jacoby Myers. <laughs> that's and your big. That's your big that's priority. Really top priority. Uh, no, I think Zappy keeps it going, bro.
0: I, agree. I think Zappi keeps in the a momentum big way. up. I, I, th- I need Ramondre.
1: To, Ramondre,
0: I need you to get in the end zone again, pal. Do it for me. Just no one else. Just Jacoby
1: for me, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby.
0: Do everything just cut out. Do it for <laughs> me. You just do. Uh, I turned off my mic because it was getting a sip oh, of water. Oh, I thought
1: everything just cut out. Yeah, it was Weird. getting a sip of water. Anyways, then, uh, so an yeah, that's, that's Monday Night Football.
0: That is Monday Night Football. We, we both go to the Patriots. We do. We need to take a break up here soon.
1: Want to just do it now? I guess, yeah. the side, we'll have more time for some college football. More time for college football. This Breaking is... down week eight and getting a little NHL talking here. Yeah, this is Heavy Hitters. Mitch and Jack, we'll see you on the other side. Whoa. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters. This is Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim. That was Jake McDaniel, apparently, for the KUR news. <laughs> I always so. just called him Inter Jake, <laughs> Jake from KUR. <laughs> what are you wearing, Jake from KUR? We we need to get this. We need to. <laughs> uh, God stop. Khakis? What? <laughs> what? I didn't know his last name.
0: Well, we have to get college football
1: in here. And there's, there's a couple of games I want to talk about here.
0: We're going to start with the noon slate. We got Clemson, Syracuse. The Tigers survive again. Thank God. The Orange were rocking and rolling down there in South Carolina before Dabo Swinney makes a quarterback change. Yeah. Kate Klubnik comes in. Thank God. This team makes a little bit of a switch. It was 21-10. Cuse at the half. And it was 21-10, Syracuse, all the way to the end of the third quarter before a couple rushing touchdowns for Phil Maffa and Will Shipley, who broke one loose for a 50-yard touchdown score. Then Joseph Ngata got the two-pointer, a BT Potter 44-yard field goal, uh, locked it down, and the Tigers win 27-21. They're 8-0. Derek Schrader could not do enough for Syracuse to win. They take their first loss of the year. They are 6-1 going back home to play. The Irish of Notre Dame this week up at the JMA, I forget what it's called. I think it's the JMA um, Wireless Dome or something like that. I don't know. I'm always going to call it the Carrier Dome. It's what it should be called, so I don't really care what their name is. Carrier Dome, Q's number 16. They play Notre Dame at home this week. It was a really tough loss to them last time out, but they got a rebound. Still some meaningful games ahead for them. They can still have one of their best seasons in quite some time. But for Clemson, they survived. D.J. Uyunglele threw two picks. That's why he got yanked. Kate Klubnik came in, really didn't pass it that much, only two for four for nineteen yards. But Will Shipley, man, the big talking point in this one, the superstar running back. Twenty seven carries, a buck seventy two, and two touchdowns. He was the difference maker. He can really do it all. He returns kicks, he can pass catch he can catch passes. He can
1: pass catch. <laughs> he I can like that.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that's not technically an incorrect way to say it. But uh I just don't hear that often. That's awesome. Will Shipley. Will Shipley was the main story for Clemson. That's why they survive. That's why they win. That's why they are undefeated still and at 8-0. And And really, if you look at the rest of the way for Clemson, they have a lot of their big tests done. I mean, they get a bye week, then they travel to Notre Dame, then they have Louisville at home, home to Miami, and then they play South Carolina in their rivalry game to end the year. Could be another undefeated year for Clemson and a trip to the college football playoff. Just saying. Don't want to look too far
1: ahead, but that's what the reality of the situation is cooking up right now. I was at a uh, I was at lunch with a friend and their uh, parents during the Clemson game. And they actually uh, root for Syracuse for no reason. They just turned on college football like when they were a kid and liked it, and they've been a lifelong Syracuse fan now. And uh, they were really hyped up when Syracuse was winning, and then really crushed when they when they lost. But uh, yeah, go Clemson.
0: I'm I don't share that same sentiment, but. Tennessee, they're number three. This game really wasn't wow. that great. They played UT Martin, but interesting. Three different people throw a passing touchdown. Hendon Hooker, their starter, Hennan. goes for 260, uh, 276, three touchdowns. Their backup, John Milton, or Joe Milton, the former Michigan quarterback, goes for 135 and a touchdown. And then their tight end, Princeton Fant, for a 66 yard touchdown. Their volunteers roll. Jalen Hyatt gets 174 yards, two more touchdowns. They beat UT Martin handily. The vols are 7 0. They have Kentucky coming to town next week.
1: They're my favorite to win. That's a seven by the way. p.m.
0: start. Uh, they're favored by twelve and a half. And then they have at Georgia the week after that. So it's some big games coming up. Let's go Vols. for the Volunteers. Ohio State dismantles Iowa fifty-four ten. Not really much to talk about there, nope. just the Buckeyes rock and roll. Baylor takes down Kansas at home, 35-23, and that's three straight losses for Kansas. They host The Jayhawks host Oklahoma State this next week, so it doesn't really get much easier for them. As for Baylor, they go to Texas Tech. Both these teams sit at 4-3. 2-2 two two is Baylor in the Big 12, as is—did uh, I say Texas Tech? Yes, it did. So both teams sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Rutgers beats Indiana. Just some okay games there. Oh man, a game I loved. A game I loved. Duke takes down Miami, 45-21. I'm an avid Florida State fan for those who are unaware. And, man, Miami, my least favorite school in the country. Arch rivals with Florida State, and they get blitzed by Duke at their home field. Man, I just want to say Miami's in shambles right now. And the realistic situation for it is Mario Cristobal's first year is not going well. The players certainly don't seem like they're playing hard at all. They're getting rocked. By teams that they should be beating. They should have beaten Duke. They lost to Middle Tennessee State at home. You know, in a normal year for Miami, they should have beaten them, but they're not playing good enough to win those games this year. And that's just the reality of the situation. Where does Miami football go from here? It's not looking good. Uh, everyone thought when, you know, former Kane Cristobal was coming back for the program to be their coach, things would be going great. It's not been so far, but uh, time will tell over the next course of a couple of years how. Things change for the Canes, but wow, just wow, I can't, it's unreal. It's unreal how rocky his first year is going down there uh, in Coral Gables. Going to SEC country, LSU, Brian Kelly and the Tigers at home take down the Rebels of Ole Miss, 45-20. LSU's now 6-2. and two. The seventh-ranked Rebels fall to 7-1. and one. Jackson Dart goes for 283-1 interception. Judkins on the ground at the star back for Ole Miss. Quinshawn Judkins, the freshman, 111 yards, two touchdowns. There, Zach Evans did not play in this game. Their leading receiver, though, Malik Heath, the senior, goes for 145 yards on eight catches, so some highlights there for Ole Miss, but a rather terrible game for them. Uh, Jaden Daniels for the Tigers, 248, two touchdowns through the air, and he added three rushing touchdowns of his own and 121 yards. What a game for the Arizona State transfer quarterback. Not a lot of receiving work going on, but he did a boatload of damage on the ground. Tigers win. They win big Coming up, they host Bama. I believe at home. Yes, they do. It's a top twenty showdown under the lights. Bama favored by fourteen and a half. They got to go into that rocking environment. That's a seven p.m. start time two weeks from now on November fifth. For the you know rest of the schedule for LSU outside of Bama, I mean every game's within reach. I'd, think, I'd say maybe even the Bama game's in reach without susceptible Bama's defense has been. And we'll get to them in a little bit. But you know they got Arkansas to that UAB at home and at A and M, who's been nothing short of a disappointment this year. Or so. LSU, could they be 9 3? Could they be 10 and 2 in Brian Kelly's first year down? Potentially. Potentially. Here we go. Well, Oregon, UCLA top 10 matchup up in Autzen Stadium. Bo Nix has really, really turned his season around after the horrific start for the team against Georgia, losing 49 3. They've won six in a row. Bo Nix, 283 yards through the air on 22 of 28 passing, five passing touchdowns for the Auburn transfer. Dan Lanning and this Oregon group, they are surging. And they're looking really good, six and one. I think they got to be up there as a front runner to win the Pac-12 championship. In the Pac-12, there's no divisions. They take the two best teams, put them in a championship game, and may the best squad win. So Oregon has certainly put themselves in a good position right now. Big game to lose for UCLA. And Looking at it right now, it would be Oregon and USC meeting at the Rose Bowl for the Pac-12 championship. That would be incredible. No, no, uh, isn't the Rose Bowl? I'm not sure. I know the SEC uh, championships at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, But I think the Pac-12 championship has got to be played at the Rose Bowl. It's the most iconic venue out on the West Coast. Um, But it doesn't matter for now because we're talking about this game. We mentioned Bo Nix for Oregon. uh, On the ground for the Ducks, Noah Whittington at 73 yards, but their leading rusher was Bucky Irving with 107 yards through the air. Their main man, Troy Franklin, 132 yards, two touchdowns. Irving also added 57 yards and a touchdown through the air. Oregon, again, this is a team that's playing really well at the right time. They got over a bad start with their first loss. For UCLA, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't play. His best game didn't play awful, though. 262, two touchdowns, one interception. Zach Charbonnet added 151 yards and a touchdown on the ground through the air. The leading receiver, Jake Bobo, for the Bruins with 101 yards and a touchdown there. So 45-30 ducks win they get that big decisive game over ucla keeping it top 20 oklahoma state and texas 41-34 in stillwater this, the cowboys 6-1 and one. texas falls to 5-3 and three. big plays late from spencer sanders in this offense he goes for 391 two touchdowns and added 43 on the ground through the air they found bryson green for 133 and a touchdown and i believe green had that big touchdown late he did for 41 yards to give Oklahoma State, the lead and the win. We do have a quick message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU faculty. Have you or a colleague made a positive impact in the undergraduate research field? If so, nominate them for undergraduate research and creativity's faculty mentorship awards. The awards recognize excellence in faculty engagement with undergraduate researchers and carries $500 in professional development funds. The deadline for nominations is quickly approaching, and you have until March 1st to turn in your application materials. To learn more about UGRC's faculty mentorship awards, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC and look under undergraduate research and creativity. And if you'd like to stay updated with everything UGRC has to offer, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of KC University. KU. Our welcome back to you heavy yes, hitters, everybody. Sir. Final segment of today's show is still running through college football. Not Oklahoma segment State. segment of a
1: crazy show. Chaotic. Yes. Chaotic,
0: chaotic, chaotic. But Oklahoma State wins 41-34. Bryson Green, like I mentioned, had that big touchdown. The winner. Oklahoma State outscores Texas 17-3 to in the second half, and that was really the tail of the tape. It was a back-and-forth game in half number one. But 31 of Texas's 34 points was scored in half number one. Oklahoma State did a really good job of those second-half adjustments, locking it down and getting a win and forcing Quinn Ewers to throw three interceptions. That was the biggest uh, thing for me. Oklahoma State wins. They put themselves right at the top, uh, just behind TCU, who got a big win over Kansas State. So TCU still sitting as the top dog in the Big 12 right now. We're going to get to them. Let's just go to them, honestly. Horned Frogs. The Horn Frogs. It's a, such a crazy mascot. It's odd It is an odd thing, but they win 38-28 at home over Kansas State. Adrian Martinez got hurt early in this game, so the backup for K-State was in. Will Howard goes for two touchdowns, one pick. And Howard is from Downingtown, Pennsylvania, representing the PA area. So look at him out there at K-State is the junior. Uh, Played quite well, 225, two touchdowns, one pick. Deuce Vaughn added 83 and a touchdown on the ground. It feels like Deuce Vaughn's been at K-State forever, and he's only a junior. But that's the reality of the situation. I think the COVID years and all that other stuff really gave uh, some of these guys a little bit, you know, they did give them more time, but it just feels like even more now. But, and that's really all the positives there for K-State, however. For TCU, Max Duggan continues to impress, goes for 280, three touchdowns on the ground. Kendra Miller, 153, two touchdowns. Quentin Johnson, their star receiver, 74 yards and a touchdown through the air. TCU and Sonny Dykes, they continue to look impressive week after week. They get West Virginia and Texas Tech the next two weeks before a really tough, tough three games in the year against Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. So TCU, 7 0. Right now, they are the front runners to get uh, to play in the Big 12 championship game. A couple more games you want to cover Alabama beats Mississippi State 30 6. Dominant show in a rebound effort from the Tide at home. after their tough loss at Tennessee. Bryce Young goes for 249, two touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs, only 37 on the ground, but he got in the end zone. Uh, you have Jameer uh, Jermaine Burton, the Georgia transfer for 40 yards. And then you have Ja'Cory Brooks for 74. Really, not much of impressive stats there for the Bama offense, but they got 30 points and they held Mississippi State's only six. Will Rodgers held only 231 yards through the air. Not much for the Bulldogs. Big win for the Tide. Penn State.
1: Yeah. We all win at
0: home. They rebound. I mentioned the gut big check time. after Michigan. They passed it. They crush the big. Gophers. Time. Now, starting quarterback Tanner Morgan did not play for Minnesota. Big factor in this one, but it was still impressive. Penn State wins 45-17. Clifford goes 295. Four touchdowns, one picnic. Singleton, two touchdowns on the ground. They got Parker Washington. They got Theo Johnson. Tinsley and Warren all get receiving touchdowns. Penn State rocks, rolls, and cruises to beat the Gophers at home. Ibrahim had 102 yards and a touchdown on the ground for Minnesota. That was the whiteout, wasn't it? It was the whiteout game. They host Ohio State this upcoming week, it's a big noon kickoff at That's home. Huge. Buckeyes favored by 15 and a half on the road at Beaver Stadium. Pass Happy Shimmer Valley. on the call on that
1: one, right? Yeah,
0: Gus Johnson. They're
1: probably going to black it out again because they hate me, but whatever.
0: Eh, who knows? Maybe. Maybe they get it fixed. I don't know. I'm but, so
1: mad that I couldn't watch that Michigan game. Yeah,
0: man. Well, honestly, you didn't. No, even but like watch the it. first half would have been cool. Eh, even that wasn't really great. The score was close and <laughs> then it, it fell. I just love hearing Gus Johnson's voice. So da, that's bad state. Yeah, that is true. That is true. His voice is yeah. something about be- a spectacle to behold. It's humorous. Well, we have to finish up with an NHL, Mitch. Early oh, one other
1: thoughts. quick point, by the way, I've mentioned this to you off air, but really quickly yes. back to the NFL. Apparently, commanders fans at the commanders Packers game were holding up signs that say sell the team. <laughs> oh, Great thing you brought it back to the NFL. Another point.
0: Uh, 19 minutes ago, Elijah Vera Tucker, the Jets' star offensive lineman, out for the season with wow. a triceps injury. So another guy lost for the Jets. It's unfortunate there. We're going to wrap up with our final couple minutes. NHL early season thoughts, Mitch. Flyers through four to six games, mm. four and two, Second in the Metro. Again, still very early, but
1: it came a little bit back down to earth recently.
0: Yeah, lost three nothing last night to the Sharks. That was a tough one. They had yep. their
1: chances to win, absolutely, uh, did, uh, but and they, they just could not cash in. Goal called off the board for uh, offsides. Yep, and that was and offsides. And uh, how about Tortorella benching some key players, uh, really sending a message uh, to his team that, that this is a tight ship, and it is. you're gonna you're gonna do it how I want you to do it. And uh, it was, I believe it was. Uh, Kevin Hayes and I want to say Sam, Sanheim, but I'm not 100% on that. I think Sandheim played last night. Okay. I know Hayes was benched, and I forget who else. There were two of them. So. that uh, And it was, I think it might have been San- It was only in the third period. I know that. He only benched them for the third period. Something happened mid game. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, Tortorella, I, I will have more details on this ongoing situation come Wednesday. Yes, we will. Bruins look very impressive so far. They're 5-1. and one. Yep. Brad
0: Marchand, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Rizik all hurt right now, three of their key players, and they're still rocking and rolling. A.J. Greer, it's a surprise guy. He's checked in. He's got three goals. Panthers still look good. Sabres look really good through five games. They're 4-1. and Rasmus Dahlin, five goals for their defensemen in their first five games. That is a NHL record for defensemen uh, consecutively scoring to open the season. Penguins, 4 oh, and one They look incredible. Canes still look as good as they did last How did year. did
1: they get a tie? Uh, uh, OT loss. Oh oh wow I'm stupid It's okay Wow I haven't heard I haven't heard hockey records read off to me in a while That's crazy Yeah that is true That is crazy
0: Detroit 3 0 2 with their new signings. David Perron, Dominic Kubalik. A lot of people gelling in well there. Off to a solid start. Toronto is just as good. The Rangers are there. Man, my Islanders are disappointing me. Dead last in the East. 2 and 4 through the first six games. It's pain right now. It's pain right now. Hopefully we can get it back going. You got the Giants, buddy. Play the Rangers Wednesday. I don't expect that one to go well. Hopefully the Islanders can find a way to right the ship. I do not have a lot of confidence, though. East is going to be a dogfight all year. I mean, just looking at these standings, I expect more of the same. There's a lot of quality teams in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be an incredible year, an incredible year in the Eastern Conference in hockey. I mean, it's going to be a lot of teams in the playoff race all the way through and through. For the West, Dallas and Colorado really headlining the top of the Central Division. Colorado St. Louis is, is still, still good. there. <laughs> Colorado is very good. Dallas off to an incredible start though as well. In the Pacific, you got Calgary. Vegas is very good. They got some death pieces there, They're playing pretty well to start. Uh, Logan Thompson and Net he is playing better than a lot of people probably expected him yep. to. Thought but outside of that of a weakness, but... but outside of that, man, the the West is. <sighs> It's, it's, uh, God, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. I feel like hockey's always been East heavy. Yeah. Especially over the past, like, you know, yeah, yeah, I would say so. You know, really ever since the Blackhawks dynasty kind
1: of ended, it's been. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's been East heavy and you, you still have good teams out West. I mean, they can farm wins and stuff. Yeah. Colorado, obviously. Cubs in the West of Colorado. But, uh, I mean, I just feel like more of the powers in the East. Absolutely. Well,
0: that will do it for today's show, Mitch. Yep. I want to thank everybody for tuning in oh, once chaos. again, as always. Philly's Chaotic Show. The World
1: Series. Chaotic
0: Show. Chaos going on in professional and collegiate sports. Yes. So much to talk about. We will be back Wednesday with much more previewing week nine of college football, week eight of NFL World Series between the Astros and the Phillies. Once wow, again, as I always, can't believe that. You can't believe it. Send suggestions to our Instagram at heavyhitterskur if you would like to talk about anything more on the show or things you would like to see happen. Once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Mitchell Smedley and Jack Hine, We will be back right here Wednesday from 2 to 4 talking all things MLB, NFL, and college football right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR.